We're rolling. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 74. Wow. The Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. Now presented by Manscaped. (laughs) (laughs) Drum roll. We're going to be talking a little bit more about them in the coming days. I just got the Manscaped package. We got product for all three of us. Let me you, just me, say this. and Miguel. Really? <laughs> so we're going to do a little unboxing. That's probably going to be online before we get to feature them on the next episode. Uh, it just came today. Miguel's not here, so we're going to just kind of hold off on on doing the big to do. We got little but, Miguel again, little tiny. Uh, yeah, Miguel. you should put a little Miguel little, there, right? <laughs> you get a so uh, excited to move forward with Manscaped, but we'll talk about them a little bit more on the coming episodes. Just wanted everybody to understand why they're seeing it. On uh, all of our social media. (laughs) We are also sponsored by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business, website design, Google Ads, graphic, uh, what I say, website design, graphic design, Google Ads, SEO, really uh, print. They can help with truly anything that you need to build your business. You can check them out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram, or the website is bbdigitalmarketing.com. You can request a free online review of your. Online presence. What are you waving at me for, Bo? Do they, <laughs> are they the ones doing your Instagram, your Instagram things? Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure: I own Black Belt Digital Marketing. I, no, I, I, know, I don't I'm hide saying, that. But, but, are, but my team does everything guys? for the show besides the production that you do. Black Belt Digital Marketing is doing everything else from maintaining is the website to fucking great. It's it's not so bad. I think, it, uh, there, I think it's I absolutely. You know, I'm critical about design. So yes. I look at those designs that they do for your Instagram promos, and they're so, just excellent every time they come up with new stuff. It's always fresh. It's not like just a repeat of the same template. You know what I mean? It's yeah. You know, really we, we've nice, we've man. we've switched some designers around, and you know, we, we like we have different people doing things so that it is a little bit fresh. Like you kind of start. I think you've seen lately. You and Miguel both mentioned it. Like the designs have taken kind of on a new look. Yeah, yeah, you were talking yeah, about yeah. Like the, I mean. the flyer look, like from the old club days and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and listen, I'm because really excited. I did a lot about, of those, man. Yeah. I did a lot. And so, it's got that feel, and there's a reason for it. Plus, it's also got a little bit of that feel of the classic TV show okay. thing going on, you yeah. know? So it's got that real entertainment quality. I, I didn't give them that those instructions, but I'm, I'm glad That's to see that everybody's been, kind of taking to it. Then your your people. So are so the now, shit, what you people guys don't are really know the shit. That's <laughs> what people don't know is that you are a graphic designer by trade, right? That's your. I am a graphic <laughs> designer. <laughs> so so actually, we were just talking. You know, I was talking to Sean on the way down. Sean from Flow and Roll, and he'll. I'll I'll tell him tomorrow before he hears it on the show next week. Here's this episode, <laughs> but. We were gonna we were gonna have him do our peace love jujitsu rash guard. Hopefully, we'll have that done in the next month. But you said you wanted to take a whack at it, right? I mean, sure. your, your designs are amazing. Just you know, full disclosure. Other than the actual logo, which I had done like before we were even like yeah. had you fully committed, I think to the show, you've pretty much done everything else, like our sponsorship kit, our thumbnails, you know, for the for the that you know that we put out in the pocket, like most of that other stuff show related. You had done at least in the beginning. Originally, yeah, originally yeah. before before you had so, a team. So you're gonna take a whack at the. Sure, man, I should say take a whack because it sounds like so dismissive. I'm just gonna. You're whack gonna at you're it. gonna be designing I'm our peace whack love. At it like a piece of wood, dull axe. You're, you're gonna be doing the peace love jujitsu. We're gonna give you what seven days. <laughs> We're gonna give you five days 
How much time do you need? We'll say five, and then I'll just do it in the, okay. in between that time. So we're going to say seven, but you're going to deliver it to us in five, and then we're going to get it over to Sean to get it printed, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see. You know, your your designs have always been amazing, and uh, I have no qualms about uh, about you doing it. But uh, I'll let Sean know that we're not going to use his designer for this, but obviously we're going to print, and they'll be available. That that rash guard will be available on exclusively on flow and roll cool it's that's not going to awesome. be on uh, it's not even going to be on the podcast site it's going to be exclusively that's there awesome. like, now, do you see his new leg locker yes right we think we talked about yeah, it we briefly about that. they did it i got my pre-order in oh no kidding it's, that shirt is freaking amazing that's awesome <laughs> it is it, it it's funny it's well designed it's clever you know so like if you haven't seen it it's like literally like legs torn off coming it, it out is, of like a, a really set of school funny. lockers or gym lockers yeah. it's cool <laughs> I, I, I'm not even like That's a leg Miguel. lock guy, and Miguel's, I had to have it. That was Miguel's napkin, I thought. That was Miguel. For, yeah, we yeah. talked about it a little on the last episode. Yeah. Miguel yeah. gave them the idea, and he, you know, they He's brought it away. Little, they're going to be doing spats, so that, you know, the, the, the leggings. Yeah. They're going to have the leggings, and I'm sure they're going to, you know, wind up doing some shorts. He's a little mental. Uh, you know, I like that. It's an amazing design, man. So, uh, welcome funny. to our newest, or our new CBD sponsor, Neutral Zone. Very cool. Woohoo. Brand new. So they have three right. lines of CBD products. They have a line for pets. They have a, a line that's specific <laughs> to women. <laughs> but we're going to be working with- I can't with... do a woman sound. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you can't do a woman sound. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, easy, easy. First 10 minutes of the show, you know the deal. It's so we're going to be working- <laughs> Easy, brother. We're going to be working with the sports recovery line. So we've got a package of new CBD products on the way. Cool. Now, this takes it to another level for us. I mean, there's like, um, you know, gummies. There are, you know, gum regular CBD gummies, gummies with melatonin, uh, lotions, rubs, roll-ons. Like, they have truly like a full, full line. Wow. And again, across three different genres, uh -huh. right? So- Super excited. I spoke to Mike and Candy on a conference call yesterday. It's like the perfect partnership for us. Our mindsets, our, our thinking behind how we're going to come together with this is we're very much on the same page. Cool. And um, they're excited. We're excited. And, that's key. You know, that's, that's, that's key to have the same uh, yeah, you know, similar it, perspectives. It, you know, yeah. I'll mention Sean again. It's why things work so well with Sean because, it, you know, Kind of birds of a feather flock together kind sure. of situation. Sure. Like we're finding people that, you know, love to give back, love to, you know, like customer service oriented. Right. Right. Like Sean never has, Sean has, I, Sean told me a story about, so like he had an, a client had an issue with like the pants on some geese. He replaced like over a hundred pants with a new vert, like, he made it right, didn't cost him a dime, and he didn't request the, the client dime. And, like, he replaced it. Like, that's the kind of customer service, like, that's the kind of company we want to work with. And, again, that mindset, I'm of that same mindset. I'm going to give you exactly what you want, and if you don't, it's I'm going to redo it. You know, my world, like, of marketing, mm -hmm. I'm going to redo it until it's exactly what you want. Like, when I do a logo for somebody, we do unlimited revisions. Like, it's, we're going to keep on going until it's exactly what you want. Now that's not easy for like other like graphic designers and people that just do logos because you know that time is their money. But 
These are like, marketing clients. These, like, and some of the, my marketing clients are some of the sponsors on the show. Some of these people that we're reading, we actually do marketing. Well, like me, I'm, I'm boutique work. Where yeah. I'll work with a client specifically, yeah. but on like a whole campaign. I'll yeah. do everything from logos to all their print so stuff. You, you can't always do like that unlimited it's revision. That it's, it's Yeah, you have to yeah. give me a clear vision and do it. So sometimes like when a client doesn't know what they want, I just... Because, if you're, if you're because the work is going to go beyond just that logo, we can we can do it as the market as black belt digital market. We can do it and say we're going to give right. you we're going to keep on going until it's done because we're doing five other things that you're paying us for. So like the logo, it's like not that big of a deal if we have to go back to the if drawing board. You're doing board a whole logo. bunch of other things, yeah. You're doing other true. things, yeah. and it's about you know. See, it's about when, the long game. When, a, when a customer has, if there's no concept from the customer, then it's then it's an open book, and that becomes really difficult because yeah. any any possibilities there. But if a customer knows what they want. And they have a vision of it. They just can't put it together themselves. Yeah. That's easy work to do. Well, so. you know, going back to neutral zone, we're yep. very much on the same page of where we want this to go. Cool. Um, you know, they're a relatively new company. So, again, idea on a napkin. You know how much I love that, like, working with somebody from, like, you know, that yeah, infancy the of, of the business and, and really seeing where it can go. Yep. So, check them out at my neutral zone on Instagram. All right. The website is neutralzonecbd.com. And I think they actually gave us like one of the largest coupon codes because like they have a 22% off coupon on their website <laughs> 22? For, for, 20, for 2022, right? Oh, oh, so, so they give you that okay, discount. Okay. They did 25% off for us. So use code nice. JJD and get 25% off your order at neutralzonecbd.com. To all of you listening and watching, 25, <laughs> not 22. Yeah, 25. I, I, I was, uh, I, I'm on the conference call while they were talking about what they should do, and it was just like, you know, screw Go it, let's 25. do 25. So again, I like that. That's that, They got a good Yeah, it was mindset. like a good, uh, like, good mojo. Fuck just, it, we're just going to give you some serious value. Let's let's make it happen and let's make the most out of the you know the sponsorship and the relationship, which is what we like. Go take so, advantage of that, seriously. Yeah. So let's <laughs> uh let's shout out George at Hernandez Claims. He's a public adjuster down here in South Florida and now also licensed in Texas. He can help you settle a commercial or res or residential insurance claim. So now like what does that mean? If you have damage to your home, your business, uh, you know, hurricane, or, tornado. Or the horns on your Cadillac, because if it's Texas. Okay. Well, uh, he, he doesn't really do auto, so I know one, one time Miguel mentioned that with the cars. Like, this is, uh, yeah. you know, a, a commercial home, property uh, or property, a residential, right. like the building, the, the structure. Right. Um, he may do some other things that I'm missing. I don't think I am. But he will come out, and, like, they're going to assess the damage, and they're going to work with the insurance carrier to get you the most. Like you or I might go like, okay, insurance carrier, we'll take what you give us. No, they're working yeah. for, they know what they can get. We're they stupid. Know, we don't know anything about it. They're going to work so. on your behalf. Right. Let the professionals do the work. So this you is can, where the UFO hit the building. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Check them out at Hernandez claims on Instagram or visit them on their website at HernandezClaims.com. We built that. It's a one page website with, Black Belt Digital Marketing built that website specifically for e the sponsorship. E so Digital we hooked them up, and actually, uh, I just got an email from them today. We're going to make some edits to their uh, to their uh, the insurance carrier list. Like, there's a list of carriers that right, right. you know um, that uh, you can choose from to say you know who you're working with. So, uh, so we're going to be doing some editing for them. So, again, check them out, HernandezClaims.com. There's a form there you can fill out and request a uh, you know to to make an appointment. Uh, we were talking about Sean, so let's not forget the crew the crew at Flow and Roll. Hands down, best custom gi and no gi gear in the business. Uh, today's guest is actually 
uh, works with Sean and is sponsored by Sean cool. and, and Flow and Roll. I want to, I, I like to say this when we've talked about them before. Don't believe me when I say that they're the best. Yeah, go Number check one, it out yourself. Go yeah. to their Instagram and look at the designs. Do the research, man. Do that. <laughs> but I encourage I encourage anyone who's watching or like thinking about like a gym owner or even you're a competitor and you're looking to get something made for a competition. Don't just rely on what I'm telling you. Look at a design. He's almost if especially if it's like a gym design or mm-hmm. an athlete and it's like tailored for them. Message them. Ask them about Customer. what it's like working with him. Yeah. And you will not hear anybody say one bad thing because that man will keep on going like we were talking about unlimited revisions. I'm not saying he'll do that, but I'm saying yeah. he works no, on committed. his designs till it's what you want. It's going to be perfect. He's my, my favorite rash guard is his flow and roll rash guard. It's why I approached him about doing this, mm. the, the peace, love jujitsu rash guard for us. Yeah, so, quality, um, yeah. Yeah, he he's awesome. He's really cool. Very you know customer quality, service. Quality oriented. doesn't come by accident. Quality is intentional. Yeah, and that's what you like about. Check it. them out at flow underscore n underscore roll on Instagram. Their website is flow n right the letter n roll dot com. You get twenty percent off with code JJD, and make sure you let him know that the jujitsu dummy sent you. Last thing about Sean is if you are a gym owner, you're just starting a gym or you've had your gym for 20 years, he has a program that can help you get the geese that you need to keep an inventory, but he also puts your equipment online so that your students can come order. So if like you're in a pre-order situation, you don't want to lay out too much money, he could be, you know, designed, he'll have your products designed and available on his website for pre-order. When that pre-order is done, he then takes, you know, how many do you need for the academy? Mm-hmm. I'm going to also order all the pre-order stuff, right? right? Ship them out directly to your students, ship you your geese and no gear equipment, whatever you ordered. Oh, so he's drop shipping from him from there. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, nice. but the thing, the main thing is that it's less money out of pocket because your students are paying in full. And it makes it easier for the gym on the website. Yeah. And look, I don't want to overstep my bounds. I'll let Sean explain that sure, to you. But sure. if you're a, if you're a gym owner or, um, you need to buy in bulk, go to Sean, talk yeah. to Sean. Talk about his flexible payment options. It'll be less expensive than you think to do it this way versus some of these bigger gyms have to lay out like $15,000 to stock all of what sure. they need. Yeah, yeah. And then you get stuck with stuff because like certain sizes don't sell student, you know, something happens with a student, whatever it may be, your stock. I had a t-shirt company way back. And when I did all stock, it was a nightmare. Oh yeah, I went to the absolutely to the, uh, the fulfillment these, model, these, uh, fulfillment the, stores. The drop, the the drop shipping model. Yep. is like you don't have to hold any inventory. You don't have to pay for the space to hold the inventory, and sure. it's yeah, you, you might pay a little bit more per well, item. Share Not that, saying with Sean, but on drop shipping, you might pay a little bit more on an but it item. Turns out to be cheaper than ending up getting stuck. When with you stock. start thinking about the yeah. package costs, labels, the time driving to the post office, pickups, and all sure. that stuff, it it works out in your favor. So anyway. Flowandroll.com. Check them out. Let Sean know that the dummy sent you. Uh, last but not least, again, one of our newer sponsors. Now, I feel very, very bad. I'm in a brand new community, right? I just moved into this new community. I've only been there since August. And we're getting missed deliveries all over the place. U- USPS. Oh, I thought you were on the association <laughs> shit list at this point FedEx. already. Already? I, I should. FedEx and and the U.S. Postal Service. 
we were supposed to get our package. I got the tracking number and, you know, it gets delivered into like right. one community set of boxes, you know, with the key, they put the key in your box and you, you, you know, Ooh, they put I the never key. got the, I never got the easy. I never got the key. <laughs> I never got the package. So Tony at, at the BJJ box, very sorry. I know he's going to send us out another one. We were supposed to have an unboxing today of his, of the first, uh, gotcha. you know, the gotcha. BJJ box. And I had, you know, I was like, I emailed him like, Hey, I didn't get anything yet. Did it come out? And he's like, well, boo it to was the delivered. Delivery guys. So boo I feel really them. bad. It's been happening all over our community. This is how bad it is. I had FedEx drop the package at my door, not, you know, knocked on the door and he walks away. He goes into the truck, gets another package, goes to my neighbor. I go outside. I see the package and I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. I said, Hey, Mr. FedEx, man, this isn't mine. He's like, Oh man, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I, I, I do have one for you. Goes in the truck, gives me another package. I look at it. I go, this isn't mine either. And he's like, like, like almost frustrated that it's like my, my fault that, <laughs> that he's giving me the wrong packages and I'm telling him that these are the wrong packages. So long story short is it's a new community. I know it's a new route for these guys, but yeah. the numbers on the houses are, pretty are clearly freaking labeled. obvious. Yeah. So, I mean, we've, you know, whatever it is, we're having well, a problem getting who's deliveries. The cur courier on FedEx? That was a FedEx. Yeah. But, all right. But, FedEx, you need to check your. Okay. <laughs> but. We have some issues with. Uh, the BJJ box, I believe it was coming to the USPS <laughs> and we can't track it down. My community manager is going to do one more try tomorrow. Like he's going to get the carrier to open up any, all of the lockers while she's there. He says maybe it got misdelivered and it's just sitting there and nobody got it. I hope so because I feel bad. You know, it's a brand new sponsor and sure, now we sure, haven't even yeah, gotten yeah. the box. But Still if you don't out. know who BJJ boxes or the BJJ box, right? They're a monthly subscription service. You get normally you, you get shipped you right could to your have door. Them send it to the studio, by the way. <laughs> well, it's he's already sent the next one. You know, he's already I'm sent saying, the next I'm one. Saying if you I know you issues. got a really good system here, right? Yeah, they collect we do. the packages we have, we have downstairs. A receiving right? room where he could beat yeah. the guy up if he doesn't <laughs> have the package. <laughs> so, so let's tell them about the BJJ box for those people that don't know, right? It's a monthly subscription service, right? You get uh, depending on you can there's different levels. There's a VIP box, as a regular. You get between four and seven items. In, in my experience, most of the time, it's like it's it's been more than that. But you can get like uh, uh, the VIP box. I believe has a rash guard where the the uh -huh. regular box has like a t-shirt every month and then a bunch of goodies. Like I've gotten gummies, I've gotten the CBD roll-ons, all different types of products mixed in. So I loved it. We used to do uh, an unboxing Yeah. Uh, back way, way back in the day. We, we stopped them for whatever reason. And now they're coming back and they're sponsoring the show. So really glad to have them. You know, again, my, my apologies for the, for the misdelivery, well, but when they get, when you get that one, we'll do an unboxing. Yeah, so video. check them out at the BJJ box dot com um instagram is the bjj box as well at the bjjj blah, 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 the bjj box and <laughs> for this one it's coupon code jjd10 and you get ten dollars off your first oh cool month's box nice. okay so check them out let them know the dummy sent you like i always say you know look these we couldn't do this without them so you know Thank we you. talk about these sponsors because they're helping us deliver this, you know, this, what hopefully is an awesome podcast for you guys. All right. So I'm Milton Campus. Hello, Milton. <laughs> Hi, Milton. <laughs> Brown Belt training out of South Florida, trying to train. I'm actually out with a, 
a groin injury, I go for a CT scan tomorrow <laughs> to see if I have a hernia. Groin injury. So uh, I showed up at the office with the with the barium that I have to drink tomorrow have, before the CT scan. Friction burns. <laughs> I don't no, not friction. But I don't know. I I can't put my finger on exactly when it happened, but I know that when I tried to go back after it was bothering me, then it was like. It could so, be, like, you know what it could I be too, the way you, where, where you were, and with the pushing your leg in, yeah, and it's deep inside, like yeah. in the hip, yeah. Um, that could be your hip flexor because well, the hip flexor muscles are yeah. often hard to pull, but when you pull yeah. one, it's out for like two months. So, there. definitely, like if I, I sneezed earlier. Yeah. Like if I sneeze, I have to like ball up my fist and push it in. Or you shit it, <laughs> it, it feels like something wants to explode out. Like so, I push that, it in and that's, I sneeze. That sounds like a hip flexor, which I've so I've fucked up. Uh, the doctor my right believes side a that I times. have a tear. That it's not a hernia because I don't have anything bulging out yet. He says you probably have a tear, the beginning of what would be a hernia. There's no way to to, to know. You got to do the CT scan. Yeah, so I'm doing yeah, that tomorrow. Wow. So again, training out of South Florida, trying to train out of South Florida. Luckily, I was able to put. Uh, actually, Miguel, Miguel's Me, there, tiny right there. Miguel, yeah, <laughs> tiny Miguel. He actually came to my house. <laughs> Micro and <it's>, Miguel. <laughs> he installed Micro Piggy. <laughs> he ins- Miguel, we gotta tell him the story. Man, Miguel now. doesn't interrupt us much, brother. <laughs> Jesus, I got a speed bag going in, or he put in a speed bag and he put up the mount for a heavy bag. So I did get that stuff. So in, the speed bag place? I can do. At your place? Yeah, it's in my oh, cool. the garage. I have a garage gym set up yeah, now. Yeah. So the speed bag, no worries. It's you know, you know, I, I can do the speed bag. The heavy bag, you know, trying to do like Muay Thai style, you know, workout. Again, you know, when I kick certain ways, it it hurts. You know, I can't really sure. do what I wanted to do. So, uh, but I'm not able to do jujitsu right now. So I've just been doing weight training and and hitting the bag a little bit, little speed bag, little reflex bag, stuff like that. So. That's that. Where my love of jujitsu came from, like boxing first. Right. You know, having a heavy bag in the house. My dad was a fan. I trained Muay Thai. You know, kick like Muay Thai. You know, kickboxing at gyms uh, before I ever trained jujitsu. So um, I'm sad that I can't train right now, but I'll be back and hopefully. Did you see Drew's uh, um, Instagram TikTok latest I about see boxing? Stuff. Which one? The one with the boxing where they they do the review of the guy. Yeah, yeah. There's like three. They, the three of them were watching Dude, the boxing. I forget which, which. What happened there? Which one? What was that? Uh, he was talking about boxing and about and then referring oh, to oh, jujitsu. About... Like jujitsu <laughs> will kick your ass. Yeah, talking about think... taking him down and beating <laughs> oh, his dude, ass. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so funny, man. Well, where I, I've said it before. You know, jujitsu, jujitsu practitioners are bougie. We think we are the best martial art, um, and that it was. I don't know who the guy was. Like they did oh, that whole really day. Uh, like they're reviewing another video. What? What the hell is that yeah, called? Yeah, the guy um, who was reviewing a video. So yeah. they're reviewing the guy reviewing. Yes, the yeah. Video. So it goes like too deep. It's absolutely. So hilarious. yeah, it's. I don't know who that guy is, but it is funny. With he's his delivery. It's hysterical. a come to Jesus moment for people. Like, yep. okay, if you think your boxing is going to be able to defend this person who maybe has a wrestling background and does jujitsu, you're sorely mistaken. Right. It's it's funny. Go check it. You can check him out. What is it? Uh, at Drew underscore Phoenix. Yeah. Check out his yeah. oh, uh, his so IG. Funny, he's man. he's got some funny content. He's in panic. All right. Shout out to Britt Tavar, our booking manager and sponsorship coordinator. We love everything that you're doing for us, Britt. Keep the guests coming. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, we're like we're booked out. I think we're going on like three months out now. So we cool. have guests once a week on a Thursday, usually at 7 p.m. And we're we're like booked out. I'm not going to mention the guests because sometimes we got to move them around, 
and, and there's the occasional cancel. So I don't like to jinx anything, but we've got some amazing kids and adults coming out like competitors. Cool. Uh, I get to, I get kid to eat. competitors. Like we have some very popular child competitors, like kids on like 16 and under. And then we have some really good adult pros, competitors, cool. very famous people in the jujitsu world. So uh, she's keeping us stacked. I'm, and I I'm, get to I'm eat excited. for another three months. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Miguel's out today. Bo behind the no, camera. No, he's there. He's just microscopic. No, he's not here. He's <laughs> but he's he he's actually at a charity event with his with his wife tonight. So hats off to him. Wait, uh, which but, is the charity that he's? He, He's being charitable I don't to his know wife? If it, I, I don't know if it was me. <laughs> I think it's Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, so he had a previous commitment, couldn't join us today, but uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with our guests. Save some people. Yeah, our, uh, uh, we get well, Bo behind the camera. Say hello, Bo. Is this the first This is the, this first, is the time first time they get to see me. We like this. Hey, everybody, this is our Jamie, everyone. This is this, this is, is the guy that makes all the magic happen. Hello, everyone. So <laughs> I, I've tried to get him like a, I've told you to like, we should yeah. get you a desk. Well, and you don't finally, want the desk. You like to do it no, this I way. I like this. I like the whole... Yeah. Yeah, the so, whole, I'm a producer. This is how the, right? this, is the this, this is how we make the sausage. So what sausage? Does let's this, uh, does a sausage. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to regret ever telling you the, to mic yourself. <laughs> the camera myself. Mike is one. Camera is another. So I'm gonna do like you do. You're always so you, I, you might see it in the episode where he's telling me about mic etiquette. He'll do a lot of this to like say like you're too far from the mic. Or like this, or this, or whatever. Or this, you drew. Well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is the first time you're on, and uh, yeah, and, and like is, an uh, idiot, what do I wear instead of wearing my favorite yeah, flow and roll or my doing? DD my DD two fourteen? This was last. This was last minute. This was last minute. I just threw, I don't know. I threw this on, and it's like not even a legitimate <laughs> Mustang logo, but it looks like it. Ford. Funny enough. Supposedly, my Bronco is like really close. Like you're finally gonna get it. No, like no, the order's finally gonna go in. <laughs> oh man! So this is supposed to be a twenty. I was supposed to get the, one of the first, like the 2021, and now it's a 2022, which I'm not really mad about. But the whole thing is like the tops, the the, yeah. the hard top I, is the problem. The hard top and chips were the problem. I guess they've overcome the chip problem. Still on the boat. And now it's the hard top. Now, funny enough, where out where I live. There's one blue. It's the same freaking guy. It's like mocking me. I see it all the time. everywhere I go. It's the same guy. I I, can see, I see the guy. It's the, yeah, it's the yeah. same guy. Yeah. He's got like a light blue one, the soft top, and it just mocks me when it goes by. I Don't just feel like that. it's like I just feel like everybody at the Ford dealer is just like, yeah, let's just move Milton to the bottom of the list. Oh. I, I, I feel like it's like the whole world can't help feeling it worked, that. It worked out because we did buy my daughter a car, and like so we've shared. I'm not. Other than coming here and like going to get a haircut on the weekend, I'm not even driving. So that car, because yeah. it, during COVID, would have just sat in the driveway. Nothing, I wouldn't yeah. have really, you know. Yeah. Okay, maybe we go out, we go places on the weekend and stuff. But it's not like I would have been driving. Would you get work. the sport, the sport one? Um, God, it's been so long since I even did. There was like the high end model that was like an exclusive, and it was like a very there was a set a number. I have the next one down, which is which was available in red. It's a four so door a available sport. in red. It's a sport model. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, the Wild Track. Yeah, I have which the is Wild. Nice. Not a sport. It's a, well, I don't know, I guess it it's is. Sport. It's part of the sport. It's category. a uh, a Ford Bronco Wild Track, I believe. Right. So, this is how 
We don't get this paid is how by annoying. Ford. We no, don't get yeah, paid no, by. I don't want Ford Yet. right now. Ford, you have you've, you've done me wrong. <laughs> I get it. Look, COVID and the chips, and I get it's beyond their control. Yeah, yeah. They had the nerve to send me an email to offer me the. Now they're coming out with a Raptor version of the Bronco. Yes. Yes. Right. Have you seen that? Yep. So I got that email. So when I spoke to them about like, I'm like, I just want, it's an, it's like 20, it's from 50 to like 70,000. That yep. The rap is like 70 plus. Of course. And they're like, oh, well you can either get weight on your car still or put in the pre-order on this new one. And I said, when would I get that? Oh, we don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, why am I going to change my order? At least I feel like I'm a little bit closer so in line. Am I getting to get that? How old are you? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm happy that at least they're not, um, I guess it doesn't really make a difference. It's a new car, it's a new car, You'll but I'm getting a 2020, get a 2022 version of the, of the Bronco. And, um, again, it was kind of like, it, it was a blessing in disguise because I wasn't driving anyway. You'll be happier and with this one instead of the saved Raptor a little bit of money. My daughter, you know, where me and my daughter are sharing a car. She just goes to school and works on brakes and stuff like that. So it wasn't and a the big other, deal. The other thing too is with the Raptor version, it's it's extreme, and unless you really have a need for that, it's yeah. you get you actually the, get tired of it. By the time I get it, though, she'll be off to to college. I'm figuring like, you know, yeah. they go and down here. They're going to go to school in August, right? So she'll be going. By the time I get it, she'll be going away. Now, like again, we're in a new community. The street, like they, this, it's you can't park on the street at night, at all, unless you have like you're a visitor. If you're a ten, you're a resident, you cannot park on the street. You got to put it in the garage. Most of the drive, they're, all the driveways are like at very minimum two, two, uh, two car driveways with a two car, yeah. you know. But I have the gym, the 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 the, the, yeah, yeah. the garage is built out as a gym now. We can fit my wife's car in, so we'll we'll yeah. that'll be happening. But right now, when all that was happening, we moved and the garage was filled with all our junk. It would have been two cars. Then you you have to park the other car sideways, like it's yeah, in front driveway of the, in front of the driveway. Yeah. The sidewalk has to be empty, and then there's the little end of your driveway where the yep. pavers are. You have to park it sideways. So all through the community at night, everybody comes out and then they park their cars before eleven, twelve at night. You have to you have to take your car off the road. Your a guest can register. Their vehicle, we have to register the vehicle online in a portal and put like a little piece yeah, of paper yeah. in the window, like oh, I do here, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they can keep their their car. This is probably boring the hell out of That's everybody. Crazy. All right, listen, let, let's get let's get our next guest in here, guys. Let's do this. Woo. All right, everybody, joining us today is fourth degree black belt, Professor Jason Costa. How you doing, Professor? Can you hear me? Good, thank you, guys. Okay, good, good. Yes, sure. Okay. Sometimes like caught a little bit, but it's, it's fine. It's okay. Fine. It'll uh, yeah. There's there might be a little delay. So, uh, but oh. welcome to the show. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. First of all, thank you guys very much for the opportunity to talk a little bit about my journey here. And let's go. Yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, you have a, an incredibly interesting background, different than a lot of other guests that we've had on the show. Um, let's 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 start from the beginning because again, I think it's a really interesting journey. You started in the martial arts at about five years old. Is that right? Yes, I did five years of karate, and then from there I didn't I didn't stop to do no karate. I didn't stop, and then fifteen years old I started to do jujitsu mm -hmm. and MMA. I started with seventeen. Okay. My first, my first fight. Now that was, so you went from karate, but there's, there's a little bit that we're leaving out, right? You went from karate to boxing. 
right? You didn't go straight to jujitsu, correct? Yeah. Yes. Firstly, like I started karate, but my karate had, had, had no contact. So, and that time, actually, Mike Tyson was making up, was making like a lot of noise around the world. And then my daddy told me, like, how about you switch for boxing? Mm-hmm. You can make you can make some money. You never know. And then, <laughs> and then I tried boxing with like uh like maybe twelve. I stopped karate, and then thirteen, fourteen. I started boxing jiu jitsu together. Okay. Now I, I'm a big Mike Tyson fan. I share Mike Tyson's birthday, June 30th. So he's I was always a big fan. Now your father, yes. your father was into boxing. Was he into any of the other martial arts, or was it just boxing? No, that time actually, MMA was not leaving like you no know, famous, mm-hmm. and boxing was like a lot of noise that time. So my daddy used to watch Mike Tyson a lot, and that's why actually, actually I was a, like a troublemaker kid once I was like five years old. I used to make a lot of noise, so that's why my dad directed me to to jujitsu karate. Yeah, to give me some discipline. <laughs> that's a, that's a common story, right? We we a lot of people turn to jujitsu or the martial arts because they're being bullied. They're the bully, or they have you know stresses in their life that you know got to get the energy out of a kid. These days we we call it ADHD in the U.S. Right back then it was just you were a bad kid. Right. Exactly. I was really, really like I used to break everything. You know what I mean? Like I could not have any patience. Like I was really easy to piss myself off. Yeah. So, so then, go ahead, go ahead. So, so you go through uh, karate to boxing. Tell us how you make your way into jujitsu and and where did you train in Brazil? I used to train in the name of the gym was Glenda. Glenda, it's uh, my 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 first my first master. His name was Almir, and he learned jiu-jitsu from a Japanese family that learned from Carlos Grace. Once he arrived in Brazil, like the, the Japanese guys, was like another side of the Grace family. Like the guy I learned jiu-jitsu used to train with some Japanese in another state, and that's how I learned. Even like interesting to say. Even Anderson Silva, he got his purple belt under my master, my first master. Wow. So purple, I think yeah. got his blue and purple belt with my master. Wow. Uh, so you were training with Anderson Silva way before anybody knew who the heck he was. Yeah, long time. I had like my 50s, 16, and he used to go from his like his city from my city was around like 100 miles. He used to do, do, to go there like every every single week by three four days. Yeah, like over the weekend, he used to train with us, and then he used to go back to Curitiba again. So I've heard you talk about how, you know, your training came from, right? You had Japanese people that came to Brazil, and you're very, your teacher is very close to that direct Japanese connection, right? It's like Japan it to, your, to your professor and then to you, correct? Yes. Actually, uh, once Jiu-Jitsu arrived in Brazil, he it wasn't in Rio de Janeiro. It was in Belém. He's another like north of Brazil. And this guy, he teach a lot of people, not only the family grace, another another Japanese family as well. Okay. And some of them like like went ahead for the martial arts and stopped. Some you know like and in São Paulo is a big city in Brazil. Used to like that. That is a community. Japanese community. 
Okay. So my and my master used to go there to learn from these guys. But the jiu-jitsu I learned was uh, as like with the gi on. Was the mostly like for self defense. A lot of like MMA stuff, you know, like a lot of illegal move. <laughs> yeah, um, like cranks and things like that that would be illegal now, right? As you hook this and that, that's what <laughs> what, what jiu-jitsu I learned from. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm actually reading the uh, the the uh, Robert Drysdale's book right now. You know who Robert Drysdale is, and, and it's funny because when I heard you talk about kind of you know how where you got your jujitsu from, it it adds to that story that it wasn't just you know Japan to the Gracies only down to you know to the Brazilians and to the United States. Hello, you know this guy? <laughs> yes, I do. I've seen him many times. <laughs> what, He's my it, professor. Yes, yeah, I see him in all the pictures with uh with I think Tex as well, right? Yeah, it is, yes. Who I, else I, here, Tex? What's his what what's your professor's name? Murilo Santana. Okay. So I, I, I see him in, in all the pictures with you guys. Yeah, yeah. So you're where are you right now? You're at Unity Unity Jiu Jitsu in New York? I'm in New York right now. Okay. Yes. And, I came here for a for for a camp, I'm gonna fight in Pan America over the weekend. Okay. So that's why I came here. Actually, I live in Michigan, in Grand Rapids. I okay. have my own gym there. So and also we have, I have like some competition, like big competition ahead. I have to come here and get get smashed by these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's go back to to what we were saying. Like you know, there, it's not so direct from Japan to the Gracies and then to the United States. There were different parts of Brazil that were that were being fed, really maybe even they were calling it judo back then, but that were being fed this martial art. It's not so direct like Robert Drysdale says from you know just to the Gracies and that's the end of the story. And Helio is 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 where all of the jujitsu came from. It, it did evolve in in other places as well. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. They came in here actually a long time ago. They used to be a diplomat people. They the, went the Japanese, the Japanese people. Yes, they went for a circles, you know, circles, clowns, and these yeah, things. Yeah, And then they decided to do a, a presentation of judo over there. And then that's why a lot of the guys learn judo for self-defense with them. It's not even like the proper martial art, like the way it is. Right. Mostly self-defense. And Eddie Grace got his own style, and then he built the jiu-jitsu. And another family, like the Japanese family that I learned from, they did the same. Like, was like the mostly with kind of like a judo, and we switched for the way I started was in no gi, but we learned like a judo, mm -hmm. and we switched for no gi. Okay, so all right, so you go, you wind up going pretty far south in Brazil to continue your jiu-jitsu journey, and then you got into Valley Tudo. Tell, tell us about how that, that evolution happened. Tell us about that process. The process was, it was funny. Like, actually, I had, like, 15 years old, and I knew boxing already and karate. And a friend of mine, he's from Manaus. He's uh, close to Belém, like, really close to Belém, the, the, the city that jiu-jitsu arrived in Brazil. Okay. And this guy, this guy, this guy went to my city to live in my city, and he was my neighbor. Very, very coincidence, even because he came. Remember that that video cassette? I think the name. I don't know in English how to say. Like VHS tapes. 
Exactly. He came with that one. His head saying like, Jade, so I heard you like jujitsu, you do boxing, this stuff. And I know what martial arts that's new in my city. And then now anybody knows here in your city. It's called jujitsu. And they said, what, what is it about? And he said, it's kind of like a grappling, this and that, and then the guys fighting. And they have a video here for you to watch if you want. Like he showed me the Royce Grace against Tank Abbott. I think it was 196 or five, I think, four or five, something like that. I don't remember exactly the year. And then he, and then we we went for his room and then he put the video there and started to watch Royce Grace really skinny, you know, with the gear on. And yeah, then he started, to, and then he beat everybody, everybody in the UFC that time. He earned birds, this and that. Like I said, I saw that and I said to myself, man, that's very interesting, you know? Man, I need to learn this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fight. So, and then my friend took me to this guy I, I was talking about right now. And then that's how the way I started doing jiu-jitsu. And then I started racing race, beat these guys, big guys in competition, three guys in a night, no gloves, no time, anything. And make me like get I got interested. Like man, that seems to be fun. Wow. <laughs> I wanna try I wanna try this. And then my friend told me, I know a gym here in in your city. If you wanna go there, I can take you there. And then uh, the funny funny thing is, and then I had like five friends in the in a room, and then we watched the UFC, and then we took everything the couch out, everything within the room, and then we we start to spar. We put the the, the t-shirt on the hand, this and that, and then we start to fight among friends, you know, only. And then everybody was tired at the end. No, man, that's going to hurt my knee here. Let's go for somewhere properly to train this and that. And then I five friends of mine went to the gym. And then we knocked the door there. I was the skinny one, the smaller one. And then we knocked the door of the gym. And then the guy came, you know. And we, ah, I heard you guys do jiu-jitsu here. And then, yeah, how did you hear? And then I said, ah, this and that. And then, do you want to train? And then I said, of course. That's why I came here. That's right. No, and he no, said that, that jiu-jitsu is not for everyone, right away. And then I said, why? Because the jiu-jitsu I teach here is a real jiu-jitsu. We go for to kill. <laughs> to kill or to die. <laughs> and, and yeah, exactly, not exactly like that, you know, like... <laughs> And then he was, I think he was testing me to see if I was really willing to do it, you know? And then I said, what do I have to do? I want to, I want to train. And then how old are you? And I was 15. And then he, I needed the authorization of her parents. And then I went to my house. I got the authorization, signing things, everything good. And then I went back there again, same day. And then he said, you want to train? Yes, I want to train. Then do you know some martial arts? And then I said, yes, I know how to boxing and I know how to kick and do the karate. And then he, all right, look, I'm going to show you how the benefit of jiu-jitsu is. What, what it, this guy here, he had his student there. He trained jiu-jitsu three months. And I, you can do, you know what? You can train with him. If you beat him up with your martial art, I give you his six months of six month break. And they said, what are he going to do against me? He's going to just make you tap gently. 
And then, but, yeah. and, and then I said that, but I can punch, I cannot mouth, I can do anything I want. And then he, you can do anything you want. You can use your head, you can use your elbow, you can use anything. You're going to prove that Jiu-Jitsu is efficient. Right? You're going you're gonna to tap out quickly. And then I said, all right, let's do it. And then I was going to, to hear the gloves. And then he said, no, there is no gloves. There's a real fight. And they said, but he's going to punch me back. No, he don't want to punch you. He's going to just grab you, take you down, and submit you. And they said, okay, let's go. And they started. And then I was there, moving side to side. And he was with that hand forward, his style, like Ross Grace style, like leg. He started to do that slow, lower kick, but like the light of my knees. And they kicked him, he hold my leg right away. Boom. Took me down. I was in panic already. I started to like a fish. Like, you know, I was like a fish outside of the water. I was, <laughs> I was jumping, jumping, jumping. I died by the mouth. I was tired at the end. And then this guy, he started to make it fuck me. He got had a magazine on the floor, on the mat. And then he drove me to the side of the magazine on my full mouth of me. And he started to see the magazine. I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the ultimate disrespect. <laughs> yeah. He was and making was he was so making a point though. They were trying to make a point, right? He made he made me so mad. I was man, seriously. I, I wanna kill this guy. Like what the, what the fuck? All right. <laughs> and then, all right. After that I stopped and then he tapped me out a few times. I repeat again three, four times. Like, let's go again, let's go again. And then the, the, my coach was surprised, like how brave I was. And I told him, I want you punch me back. And then the coach, no, 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 no. He cannot punch you back. We are just showing you Jiu Jitsu how it is. And after I said, Okay, I wanna sign up. And he really and I Actually, I did sign up just because this guy, my wish was to beat this guy. <laughs> he, played with me. He, played so, he played with me so bad. <laughs> I, never have, I never had this feeling before. Like, okay. And then I was shame, everything. And then he was a really quiet guy, like, you know. And then at the end, I went back. I went back home and then started to think. I was like, excited to go back tomorrow, another day. And they came back another day. I arrived a little earlier. I, I started to kick the, the bag, dead, everything. And then the guy, the, my coach came down. He used to live in the upstairs. He came down and then I said, where's that guy? And then he's going to come later. And I said, I came a little early. I want to spar with him. And then he knows done already. Forget Jason. You're going to train. You're going to learn Jiu-Jitsu now. And my will was, oh, I want to fight him again. No, no, I cannot fight him anymore. And then I started to train with this guy. I started to train with the, this guy that met me up. He was my best partner. He started to teach me a lot as well. Mm. And then I started, I started to train. I started to train with 15 and then 16 and then 17. Somebody like, and then 17, my coach told me, do you want to fight? And then I said, yes, I do. I have somebody for you. And then we, we went for a small, a small town close to my city. And there's supposed to be three fights in a night. And then once I went there, I submit the first guy really quickly. The first round, that's supposed, I, I was the underdog. So the guy I beat supposed to win the competition. And they beat him so easy. I, like, it was not easy. I cannot say any fight is easy, but 
I didn't drop one sweat. I just took him down and armbar him. Supposed to have a magazine by the side. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> that, that should you should have made that your move. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did that, and then I meet the guy by one minute in armbar. And then I was waiting for the, my next fight. And then everybody gave up before the fight. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know why. It's okay. They said, no, I don't want to fight this guy. <laughs> yeah, and wow. I said, I said, all right. And by the way, they didn't give me the money. Man, it was a trouble this day. It's okay. Anyway, I got the fight. I did my first fight. I had to take my the signature of my mom. <laughs> because I could not fight on the you, right. You, you, know? you, you forged it? You, you faked it? I faked it, yeah. <laughs> and then I had like one for oh, five, one for the five pounds, something like that. And then the, tour, the, the, the tournament was 170, something like that. And then after that, I, like I told, I, I told, I told, I told to myself, like, I want to, I want to leave about this. I want to, I want to become a fighter, a real fighter. I want to do it forever in my life. But that time, like, MMA wasn't that much uh, famous, no, like, popular. Like, anybody knew about the MMA. Like, I, like, that time, like, the family grace was making a lot of noise, beat everybody up, like, in their own gym, you know, used to knock people's door and fuck everybody up to show jiu-jitsu. And in television in Brazil was showing they were, like, a kind of like a gangsters, you know what I mean? Like, no hair. We used to walk on the beach and they fight against another martial art. And they start to make noise in the news in, the news in Brazil. And then my mom, after my mom saw that I was getting really involved, and she said, no, no, it's time for you to stop it. I don't want to make you become a gangster. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then, I, 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 then my mom started to stop to pay the gym for me. And then I went there to my coach. I had my 17s already. And I told to my coach, I don't want to stop. I want to continue forever. And then he, hey, but your mom took you out, this and that. And then I said, I can do whatever you want. You can clean the gym here on a train. And then I did that. And then, okay, let's do it. But you know, in one minute, trouble to my side here. I said, no, don't worry. I want to do my best here. My mom won't bother you for anything. And then I started to clean the gym, arrived earlier there and everything, the mat, keep the gym really clean. And then I started learning jiu-jitsu and then I started to train all day long, all day long. My coach used to give me the key. I used to go downstairs and then get the training with my, this guy used to see the magazine, they beat me up the first day. <laughs> <laughs> are you still, I, then, I need to know, I need to know, are you still friends with that, that guy? Do you still know him? my friend. Yes, yes. He's <laughs> Don Mafia, his nickname. Uh, Don Mafia? Don Mafia, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, by the way, he was not even any Mafia guys. He just had a hat and they were saying here, Mafia. And everybody, nick everybody nicknamed him as a Mafia. And then he started to fight MMA at that time as well, a lot. And then his nickname in the ring was Don Mafia. Oh, that's and funny. Then, <laughs> I, I, the only th the thing is, I, I, the, once I started doing jiu-jitsu, like, we didn't have the, the internet before, no, anything to be able to be updated about positions, about what's going on, you know, the new, the modern game, anything like that. 
So we used to train like do armbar by six months. <laughs> I, I heard you talk about that. That's crazy. You right? you would you would practice a yeah. move and just do it over and over and over. I learned double leg. I did the double leg. My like, man, no, no joke. Maybe one year, only double leg. Don't take it on you. No one single leg. That's it. And it's proud. Yeah. <laughs> and it's proud. And then somebody used to teach. Like once, start to teach some different stuff like Kimura, this and that, and then people, whoa, whoa, how fun is it? <laughs> so like, when you know, when you're learning when you're learning a move like that for six months, you're drilling that move, but then you're sparring, right? You're you're rolling. Right, so you st- you get to practice a little bit of everything, right? You're putting it together, though, right? But the drill is the same thing for six months. Yes, maybe more. Yeah, every day, same thing. Sometimes we you you used to figure something out, you know, like to trap the leg because mm-hmm. ah, I see somebody doing this. I saw in the magazine somebody doing that, and they start to to develop something. But in it, my my coach, he. He like he used to teach just one hour a day for us, but he used to give the gym for us to train every single hour during the day. And then once he started to see like how far I was going, like every day, every day he started to go down to teach me more, like kind of like a private. And then I started to train with him every day, whole day long, whole day long. And then he had his son, and then his son was really good. My God! And then he used to smash so bad every day. Every single day could not have any advantage, anything the same. And they start to learn, start to learn, learn, and then 17. And then 18, I met my another master, Renat Tavares, his name. His car is Black Doctor, Black Doctor under Carson Grace. Mm-hmm. But he used to have he's from Rio de Janeiro. He went to Curitiba. That's 200 miles from Curitiba, and my city is like 50 miles from Curitiba. And then I had I had a friend that knew him, and so uh, I used to surf a lot. And then he said he told me, Jade, so I know you like to fight. This I heard. I have a guy that brought jiu-jitsu to Curitiba. He's a he's a he's a he's a black belt on the uh, Carson Grace. How about you meet this guy? And they said, I would love to do it. How can I do that? And then he said, I have his phone here because I went there to train once with him. But I still have his phone. Do you want to have do you want his phone? And then please do it. And then the interesting thing is I got his phone number. And then the same day I called him. And then I said, oh, look, my name is Jade. So I heard about you here. I would love to train with you. How can I do that? And then he said, look. I'm going to have a competition over the weekend here, state competition. If you want to compete, you're going to be welcome. And they said, okay, you can sign him up right now. I don't know anything about the gi because I never trained with the gi. I know a lot of no gi. Well, I trained a lot of no gi. No, I didn't know a lot. So I trained a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I told him that. And then he, look, your gym is not affiliated with our uh, federation here. But they're gonna allow you to 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 train to to, to compete, and then he said, I said oh, thank you very much, I appreciate it. And then in another weekend, to return the week, and then went there to the chip and then fought competition. I beat the main guy supposed to win the competition. They, he said, and then I lost in the semifinal for another guy, 
I thought I was winning. I didn't know about points or anything. And then just lifted his hand at the end. He won. And I said, what? <laughs> All right. Because the first guy had submitted him. So in my mind, it was on submission. It wasn't, uh, I didn't train for, for points. Because I used to train with like MMA techniques. Yeah. And then I, I, I got taste for Jiu-Jitsu this day. And it was really sad in the corner. I, was, I, sit, I sit down there sad because I lost. And then Renato Tavares came in my direction. Like he, he knocked my shoulder and then he, are you Jason? And they said, yes, my name is Renato. I was the guy that talked with you on the phone. And I hugged him, like I did a hug, like thank you very much for everything. Sorry, I didn't win, but, and then he said, no, you beat many guys in competition. This guy haven't been tapped out for a long time. And you did it nice, but you lost five points for other guy. And then I said, yeah. Uh, yeah, I said that, yeah, but I didn't know anything about point. I had no partner, anybody to help me out. And then he said, I like the way you, you are. You came here by yourself, you know. You didn't give a shit for anything. Just go and clap, slap, bump, and let's go. And if you want to become a champion, state champion, you're going you're gonna to have to turn under my gym. And then I said, yeah, but the only thing is my mom and I want to me to train jiu-jitsu anymore, this and that. I was trying, I was skipping to school a lot to be just to train. And then he said, oh, if you want to come here, I help you out. And then I went back to my city, like 50 miles back. And they started to think about that. I need mean, to learn from this guy. And then I went there to train like every single, over the weekend, I used to go there spend like from Wednesday to Sunday. And then I used to sleep in the gym. And after a while, I used to sleep in his house with another black belt as well. Really good black belt nowadays. They used to compete in a big jet. And I was a white belt this time. And then I started to with this guy. And then I became a state champion, as he said. And then after that, I started to think, man, I want to I wanna live about this. I want to <laughs> become a professor. I want to do it forever and i told him and then he said i'm gonna help you out about that okay. but you have to be committed discipline everything and they said man i can do whatever you want for me to be here and train as many times as i can and then he said okay i'm gonna help you out and then i left the school i left everything behind and then my mom was mad my dad oh my god my mother kick my ass out like I don't want to see this guy <laughs> anymore no never more because he had a company truck truck company and my my brother used to work with him and I left everything and my mother my brother used to make a good money with him and I left everything just to train with this guy with yeah. not Tavares and then that's why my my dad got so mad with me about that and then after that I started to train with Renato a lot and then I got to my blue belt with him, my purple belt under him. And then Renato left, he lived. He was in Brazil, he came to America here to open his own gym. And then I was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to be black belt under this guy. And he was the best guy in the, in the city. No, no only Jiu-Jitsu, he's a cool as a person as well, really good man, good big heart. And I was sad, like, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. And then he, he, he told me, I told him, maybe I'm going to go to the shoot box. I want to train under this guy's there. And 
continue and I want to stop. I want to, you want to be a lion, you need to train with the lion. That's what my master used to tell me. And that time, the the best, the biggest gym was his gym, Carson Grace. And then once he went to US, the shooting box was the main gym that time. But it's another, like I can make a move only the way I, how I start in shooting box. And then that time I had the reality about Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu, you know? Mm-hmm. And once I arrived, I land over there. Like, oh my God, it was like a fresh meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the lie was hungry. I want to kill me. You know, my first coach who opened a gym when he got his black belt, it, it, he wound up closing after two years. Renato Tavares was his first coach. So I, my, my white through blue belt is part of that lineage. So when I I was with him for a couple of years from when he opened till he closed. So uh, like blue belt, two stripes is when he closed. So I, I, and I met him at a competition in, uh, in Florida one time as well. My coach made me go introduce myself to him. So I, I had the pleasure of meeting him. So. It's my world, eh? Yeah, my yeah. God. yeah. When I when I, I I've heard you talk about him before, and I'm like, I think we're talking about the same one. I went back into my mental filing cabinet, and I'm like, yeah, that was Renato Tavares. Like, yeah, that was my coach's first coach. So yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's a very small world. It's a very small world. He's really a nice guy, you know. Like I love him very much. He gave me everything I need. I was need to to become a fighter. But my 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 wish was to be a world champion. And then he left, they were like, you know, I don't know, I want to be a world champion in MMA. <laughs> so, so you want, so let, let, let's, let's, let me throw a question in here. So what was it about jujitsu that you fell in love with? We all get, anybody who does this, there's, I, I, I say it this way. You either love jujitsu or you hate jujitsu. You're either going to do it or you're not. You, you can't, you don't go once a month. Like, hey, let me go just do jujitsu because I'm feeling like getting some exercise in. This is not, that's not our sport. You have to love it or you hate it and you don't do it at all. What was it for you about jujitsu that, that made you fall in love with it? I think I felt in love because it gave me power, you know, something that I never had before. Like to make somebody tap out in a gentle way. It's something else, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that karate, you have to kick the guy, have to punch the guy, like boxing, you need to blade in this and that. Jiu-Jitsu was more gentle. It's a gentle art. You need to become smart. It's not by your muscle. You need to be strong. The muscle comes from your muscle yeah. memory. You know? yeah. It's not your muscle from here. So that's make me, like, get involved because I had I was a skinny guy. And I used to, and then my partner trainers, they used to be a fighter, like real fighter, and they fight at that time. And after six months, I started to submit these guys. I started to make them tough. Like, feels good. It feels so good. <laughs> so good. Like, man. I, it's like, a drug. I'm a powerful, you know, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then that's why, that's why I got like more, you know, I felt yeah. now I need to let this, I want to become like, so super boy. <laughs> yeah. So you do go from you, you know, karate, boxing, jujitsu, and then you go into Valetudo, which is essentially right. That's 
MMA, what what it becomes MMA in the United States, essentially, right? So yeah. you start fighting in Valet Tudo, and then you go to Japan to fight in Pride, correct? Yes, I did. Tell us about that journey. Tell us about that transition into 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 Pride. Was a, was that time actually? I was like fighting Brazil a lot. Before Shooter Box, I had some fights. And under my first master, the one I told the company from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And once I went to Shooter Boxing, it was a funny story because I used to know, like, to hear about Wanderlei Silva, Pelé, these guys. But I never had the opportunity to, to go there. And by the way, I was training to Renato. So for me, it wasn't in my mind anymore to fight Valetudo. I was just Jiu-Jitsu because I once I arrived, once I started with Renato, I did some fights already. And then after that, I thought, no, I want to do only Jiu-Jitsu now. And then Renato left, and then I started to think, now I'm going to go back to Balitude again. It was MMA already. You know, I started to get more fancy stuff. And then, I, I that time I had a cassette, uh, v, yeah. v, VH, VHS, VHS, we call it, yeah, VHS or yeah, VHS tapes, yeah. right? That's what we call them. Uh, mm -hmm. I had I had I had my first fights, three or four fights in, in my hand, and then I gave to Rudimar, was the main guy of the boxing, the manager, and I asked him if he could me give me the opportunity to fight in his event, it was the main event in Brazil at that time, and for you to go to Pride or any event tournament big tournament, you, you're supposed to fight in Mecca. Mecca World Valley Tour, the name was. Mm -hmm. was the, the main event in America, Latin America. It was the main okay. one. The best, the, best, the best guys was there fighting this event. And they told him, I want to fight this tournament, your tournament. And then he said, yeah, but he, you know how it is here. The guys here, everybody has to be really sharp. And they said, watch the video. I don't want to, I don't like to talk, just watch, watch the video and come to me afterwards. If you don't feel like, it's up to you. But I know you're going to call me back. And he, oh, you are so confident. Otherwise, I could not even face you right now as I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I know what I'm doing. And then he, I like it. Okay, I'm going to watch our fight. And then he watched it. And after that, he called me back another day. Look, I think you have the, the character to be our, to, to fight in my tournament. And they said, thank you very much. When is it? And what time? And he said, do you, want, you, you don't want to know who you're going to fight against? And I said, I don't really care. I want to just fight. <laughs> whoever whoever you're going to put in front of me, I'm going to fight. I don't care about the weight. I don't care who it is. I don't want to even hear the name. I'm going to just go and fight. And he like, I like hope he eyes it. Really? What do you think you are? No, I'm not thinking I'm the best. But I am telling you, I fear no man, nobody. That's what I want you to understand. I don't care. I go to the kill or to, to die. To die or to, you know. Kill or be killed, and then, you would say, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. And then he said, I like it. And then I fought his tournament. I fought against his coach, his jiu-jitsu coach, Cristiano Marcelo. He's a black belt under uh, Wilder Grace. I fought eight minutes with him. I lost by triangle, of course. <laughs> I was purple belt that time. But I was beating him up, by the way. I was, I was winning the fight. 
But at the end, they did a huge mistake. No, it's not a mistake. The guy was good as well, you know. But I did the mistake as well. But anyway, I lost. And then after that, I went back to my city. And then he called me back again. He went, do you want to fight again? And I said, of course, I want to do that again. And he said, okay, but we don't have the schedule. But the next time I'm going to call you back. I said, thank you, everything. And then what I did, I opened my own gym. Like, it wasn't a gym because Renato, had he came to us. I was with nobody to train. And then I had my master, my another master there. But the techniques there wasn't. Once I met Renal Tavares, I started to compare with my other master, way different, you know, the technique, everything. And then I, I continued training with Renato that time. And then that, but he was in West, but I was representing his name. And then I opened like a garage close to my house in my city, only for tape, only to teach 10 people, 10 friends of mine. And then this garage became a gym. I got like more than 100 people inside that training. They started to get full, full, full. And then train the whole day long. And then my mind was, I want to fight in pride. Because pride at that time was making a lot of noise. But the, the, the tedious part is, that time I had no lightweight fight, fighters and fight in pride. And it was, all, it was, was all heavyweights, right? It was kind of like oh, an, almost I, an absolute or an open weight, right? Exactly. And then I, I was talking to my friends, look how the life is. Everybody was telling me, Jason, forget it. You're going to have to take a lot of testosterone, this and that. <laughs> to be fight. I don't think it's going to be good for you. And I said, I'm going to fight in my own way. Hear me, guys. Guys, you need to believe what you need to your life. But this happened to me. I started to, to, to mentalize what I want. Every single day, I want to be pride. I used to watch pride. I used to tell it to myself, but if I tell it for somebody, nobody could would it. believe me, you know? Because I was too small, they are thinking I was a dreamer, you know, think too much. And then I started to train, I don't care. I started to train, 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 train. And then I, I called Rudimar uh, back. And I told him, what what I have to do to fight in pride? And then he said, you need to be a box member. Right, they, they, didn't, they, they didn't let, like, pride wasn't just letting anybody come and fight. It's not like today where you could be a, a different affiliate. You really had to come no. from shoot the box to, if you were going to come from Brazil, you had to come from shoot the box, right? Oh, I had two gyms in Brazil to take you to pride. Okay. Brazilian, Brazilian top team. Okay. And, and to the boxing. And, but for you to, to, to be able to fight in pride, if you are not from these two gyms, you're supposed to fight in Mecca and beat shoot the box member or beat Brazilian top team member okay. up. And then that's the way for you to go through his gym and represent them. Okay. You know, and then what I did, I started to train with this guy. I started, to, no, and then, and then he said that I supposed to become a member. And then I said, I told him what I need to do. I can, I can leave tomorrow and go to your, to your, to your gym. And then he said, look, you can come here. You're going to be, you're going to have some experience first because we know your talent, how good you, you are, but to be a member, you need to show your heart. 
you need to show how how strong you are inside because people a lot of people coming here they get beat by the first second day they give up go back home and that's why nobody wants to come here there's a t- that's and a tough room that's a tough yeah, room with killers they, at that time correct correct and then what what i did i had my gym and then i gave up i closed the door crazy i didn't tell i didn't tell anybody I just closed the door boom done anybody saw me and then my dad my brother gave me the money back to my other students and i disappeared from my house my city and, and then i went to curitiba i didn't know why where to sleep what to eat had anything i just got the little money just to survive by the first second day and then i went there i knocked this this guy door there the shoot the box door there and then i went there i knocked the door the guys everybody look at me like you know <laughs> <from it. laughs> but i i i had fight I fought already with his member, one of his members was Cristiano Marcelo. I went back there to be able to be a member. And then they were like, this guy is crazy because anybody used to do that, you know? And I told them, I'm not crazy. I'm just want to search my, my dream. So I can do whatever I need to do to, to fight in pride. And everybody laughed once I told that. Everybody like, oh, you want to fight in pride with this? Size, <laughs> how, how to t- tell everybody how tall and your weight at the time? How tall are you? I'm I'm one I'm I'm five eleven. Okay, oh, you that, that's how tall I am. Uh, my my weight is one right now is one fifty five. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. You like? I'm dropping weight now. My, so so they around. see so you were you were skinny or you were skinny back then. So they see you coming you know, in and and they don't. Yeah, they judging keep, uh, a, they're judging way. a book by its cover. By the way, I fought with Cristiano Marcelo 10 kilos more than me. Yeah. I didn't ask for the weight. I didn't. I told him, man, go any way you want. Fuck off. Let's, let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then, sorry about the words, guys. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you, no, it's yeah. okay. You can curse. You can, yeah. And, and then I start to. I I went to train there. And then everybody beat me up so bad. So bad. <laughs> I, I got I got fever. I could not walk properly. I got a lot of medicine the guys was gave me to, to be able to. But the thing, the first day I'm talking about, they beat me up yeah. bad. They could not. I could not walk properly. No joke. Really. And then after, but after this day, I I closed my gym. I didn't know where to sleep. Just to have an idea, I wasn't his gene the first day. I could not go back home with one hand at front of the hand up in the back. You know what I mean? And then I told to myself, and this first day was my tie day. It put me up in my tie. I didn't know by how to kick drop. Like my ties are not the martial arts, different than karate and boxing, anything. And then okay, they they beat me up so bad. And then another day, I thought to myself, I don't care. I'm gonna go through it. I wanna do whatever I want. I, then I went back another day there. I went back there and then the guy told me, Do you wanna continue? Are you sure? And I said yes, but if you guys let me start on the ground, I can show my easy hits over here. But if you wanna start standing, I can try. But it was it was it was work. They they thought you were gonna quit. They were trying to get you to quit. 
They want, yeah, right. And then uh, they said, All right, so they're gonna be jujitsu, let's do it. And they said, Okay, let's go. And they showed my jujitsu, and they start to show techniques, start to improve, they start to develop inside that mat, this and that, you know. And then I got some credit about that. And then after that, after this day, was like was one week fully, every day, beat me up and beat me up and beat me up to go back home. And I wasn't going back. If I felt, I'm telling you, I went there with no money, no place to live. There's another history behind that to talk to, to tell you how, what I did to eat, what I did to eat. This day, I was yeah. done. I was I could not walk. I didn't know where to go. By the way, I I, I saw a um, bicycle place to fix bicycle. Mm-hmm. I, I had a bicycle. Somebody bothered, b- borrowed me to, to cycle there. And then I went to fix my bicycle there. And then the guy was working. I like, was uh, painting the bicycle. And then I told him, uh, do you need some helper? And then he, yes, I need. And they said, I can help you out. I need some money to eat this and that. And then I started to talk my history for him. I came here to train this and that. And I want to send money to rent a room or something. And then he, let's do one thing. You can sleep inside with my office here, my mechanic place. And I can help you out. Okay. You know, they can do help with something. Let's do it. And they start to work with these guys at, in the night to pay bicycle, clean things, to be able to sleep. And to eat, I used to lock the restaurant's door and ask for food, for the rest of the food, if I could eat. And I, would, and I was telling them I could like clean anything, I was clean whatever they need to do, I can help just to be able to eat. And then I start to do that. I start to go to the end of the restaurant, one of the time they, they, they were going to, to close, and they got a bunch of pizza, I used to eat pizza, one week straight, just pizza. Anything else. <laughs> oh, I've done that. I've done that. That's hard. Because I yeah, wanted to, not because I had to. <laughs> That's I had to eat with the water because I had no taste anymore. It was just to make my belly full. I was drinking water and pizza together to be able to train. And that's how I did start there, you know. And then, anyway, after this process, I went there. I went through there to, to this part time. I got beat every day there for those guys. Every, and then after that, uh, Rudimar offered a fight for me. He said like that, Jason, I have a fight for you. But if you lose it, you out, go back home. And I was there around two months, three months already. And man, a lot of weight on my back once he said that. My God, I have to beat this guy. And then he, I, then by the way, I fought this tournament. I, 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 I submit the guy in first round, first minute. I armor the guy. Of course, I'm gonna armor the only thing I need to know what to do properly. I, I did a stomp. I stomped his face and I got in the full month and the armor. By the way, I had the Funderlay Silva in my corner, Maurice Shugu in my corner, and the tournament was really small. I could not lose it. You know, I was like, I had to win. It was like, it's a must. And I have no choice. Win or win. Two choices. Win or win. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then the, the, the third part is uh, I, my leg was hurt 
because somebody kicked my leg so bad during the train, I could not walk properly. I was like limping a little bit, you know? And then what I did to the trance, I put the music, hip hop music, I started to dance to don't show I was limping, you know what I mean? I, just to, to pretend I was just dancing, but I, I could not walk. So if I walked properly, wow. they were they were they supposed to see how my leg was in bad spot. And then but the lay in my corner and Shogun told me, Jason, the guy was an Aikido guy. And he said, Jason, take this guy down right away. And he put him up and they said, all right. The thing is, once I started the fight, I went straight to clinching him. And then I went to beat him, like a, my tight clinch. And, it, and that time, I, 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 sleep, I was I slippery, like the, the floor. The guy, the guy got my back. He was going to choke me out, like, what the fuck? And then, like the first 10 seconds, you know? And then I said, no, man, I cannot. So I cannot lose this fight. And then I took him out. I defended the, the choke. And then I got to the top and then I opened his guard. And then jump, I jumped on him, boom, stop his face. He got yeah. busy. And then got to the full mount and armbar him, boom, right away. And then I won the fight. And then after this day, my life starts, like my professional <laughs> life. And then people start to give me more credit, you know, to give me more space. They stop to beat me up that much. No, anymore. You should beat me up, of course, but not that bad anymore. Thank you to DD214 Fightwear, gear for patriotic rollers. Visit their website, dd214bjj.com, and get 15% off your online order with code JJD. And check them out on Instagram at dd214 underscore fightwear. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. All of us here at the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to thank the entire crew over at Flow & Roll for their tremendous support. They're renowned for their incredible t-shirt designs, and they've got something for everyone. Flow & Roll quickly rose up to become the premier custom apparel provider for academies, big or small, throughout the United States. Shoot them an email about your custom order, flowenroll at gmail.com, and they'll be more than happy to get you hooked up. Check them out on Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll for samples of their gi and nogi kits. They conveniently offer flexible payment options, too. Head over to flowandroll.com for more details, and while you're there, pick up a Jujitsu Dummy signature tee, now exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your online purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. Special thanks to George Hernandez, Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage in your residential or commercial property in the states of Florida or Texas from flood or fire, storms, theft, and vandalism? 
even sinkholes, just to name a few? Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at HernandezClaims. They started to believe in you. They started, They believed that in your heart and your jiu-jitsu and your, and your fighting skills. I, I didn't compare my, my space, you know, in this way. Like I respect, I'm respectful to everyone. Like it doesn't matter which belt, which color belt you are, or you know which profession you are. I'm the same person with everyone. That's how I did it there. And after that, I start to train, 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 and then I got some money. But this fight, like no, it wasn't that much. But I never seen him that much money in my hand for a long time. And then I rent my room. And then once I rent my room, and then Vanderlei Silva started to help me out as well, because I used to teach, not teaching, I used to, to, to spar with him in Jiu-Jitsu a lot. Like over the weekend, uh, we never stopped. Like he, he had some fight ahead in Pride. I used to train with him whole hour, two hours in the Sunday, doesn't matter. He used to, my, my room was next to the gym. Uh, my luck, I got somebody there. Like to share the room with me. And, uh, and Anderson Silva used to go there a lot. The, the girl used to live with me there. And he used to, I, we, we used to train a lot that time. But me and the Vanderlei, we I had more, how can I tell you? Our relation was more, I, I, I got more comfortable with him mm-hmm. because I. Uh, he was the only guy I, I was talking once I started. He was the only guy I had the inspiration, you know, to be like him. And he recognized it. He said to, he saw. I told him, look, I came here because of you, because I want to be like you. I want to do what you do. I want to fight in pride. He's already having success in pride. He's already a, a pride name at this yeah. time. A big yeah, name. He, he had beat Sakuraba for the first time already. I think the first match he beat Sakuraba. And then... After that, he said, he started to, to give you a lot of strength, you know, train the word, talk, a lot of words for me to make me strong. But I had anybody to talk. I was only by myself. And the genius was, you know, I had a lot of guys was to slap my back, but at the end, they, they want to, you know, yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't a real friend. Because you should be box, so a lot of fighters there. And everybody want to take the head out for each other to be able to fight in the biggest event. That's how it is. How was that? They friend this and that, but at the end, they want to kill you. You know, they want to. <laughs> it's not a team sport. It's not a team sport. Yeah. And uh, you, we, we want... see that a lot even now in the U.S. Like, look at Kobe Covington and Kamaru Usman. These guys train together, you know, uh, and eventually you're going to fight. So it's this team yeah. sport until it's not a team sport anymore. It's a team sport until you have to you have to face off with your your exactly. teammate because you're now the best of the best. Exactly. You know, Jorge Masvidal, have... you know, a couple of weeks ago as well. You know, same thing. You know, these guys and were roommates are... and friends, and yep. And then what happened after that? Rafael Cordeiro, the king king is MMA. Oh yeah, he was my he was my MMA and and my tight coach. He he did his first tournament, MMA tournament called Samurai Fight. Samurai. Yeah, it was Samurai. And then 
I did it. I debuted there in his tournament. I did the main event of in this day. Because there was a small tournament, but I had fighting Mac already. So I was like, you know what I mean? A little bit more than everybody else about name. And the event was the first event. And then I fought this tournament. And then the same thing I did by the first one. I kicked the guy, I, I kicked the head, the guy's head. And, but I knocked him out by the stomp of the face. Oh, wow, this day was terrible, man. What's oh, remember this? <laughs> oh, you know, I was sharing my fight. The the, 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 the venue was quiet in silence, and like 3,000 people quiet. And then I looked behind me, the guy was on the the ring, it was ring, not shaking. Oh, and then okay. the ambulance came, took him out. He got in the hospital by three days and come, you know, he could not. Wow. Like a really bad spot. So, but the day I was celebrating the ring, like I had to be quiet, raise my hand up. I was wow. like, man, what, but what are you going to do? If I don't kick him, he, he's supposed to kick me, you know what I mean? Yeah, we used to say, I prefer his mom crying than my mom, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> kill or be killed, kill or be killed, right? Again, yeah, but anyway, and then I fought this tournament, and then I won by the first, it's, I think, was first round, first, first 10 seconds, I think. And then I, because I start and then I kick the guy's leg, and then the guy fell, and then I stopped his face, didn't stop. By the way, Minotauro was the ref this day. <laughs> yeah and then after that i fought this fight and then i fought mecca again and then i had my purple belt that time i fought against marcelo nigi who was black belt that time i was purple he was world champion in jiu-jitsu gi that time as well and i was the box member so I fought him in Mecca, the same event I told you before. And then I submitted him in the first round, yeah. two minutes. And after that, everybody started to nick, because I stopped his face as well. I, every single fight <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, just Google, if you Google your name, there's a very famous picture of you. I, I believe it's, it's in Pride and you're stomping on somebody's face. You you're know the picture, see, right? right? Yeah, and then this day, that picture, uh, I stopped his face, and then I armed him. At, I armed him the first round, very first two minutes, I think, two minutes of fight, and then I armed him. And then after that, they in Brazil had a website, but they had no magazine. It wasn't had no internet that much internet. I had internet, but not like Google, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram at this time. And they had a Portal do Vale Tudo, the name. It was a website everybody used to discuss about Jiu-Jitsu, this and that. And then the people of the website nicknamed me as a little Vanderlei in Brazil. Because <laughs> my fights, I used to fight like him. Like, they were the same way. Yeah. I want to I want, I stomp on the face. <laughs> because, in my, because in my mind, I want to go to Pride. And to go to Pride, I need to be like a Vanderlei, you know? That's the only way it is. And I want to tell you one thing. Nobody did believe me, like I supposed to fight because of my weight. But I said, I was praying every day to God. God didn't hear me. That I was going to do the, first, the very first fight in the Pride history. 
in light way. This I'm talking about before. Once I got to the box, I was get beat every day, pray before the train and pray after the train because I survived it, you know. And then tell you, I want to go there. You are my guide. You want to take me there. However, the cost is, I want to do that. And then I did the very first fight, lightweight fight in the party history against Takanori Gomi. And then I made it. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I fought in front of 50,000 people in the gymnasium, Saitama Arena. It's not, I don't want to tell you, I don't want to give you excuses because I lost. I fought him eight minutes. He's good, by the way, very good. But my mind, I wasn't there. You know what I mean? For me, it was like everything, like, wow, I, I, I made my dream. You know, I never had flight before in my life. And that's why I played in my life. And then the first day, the first, the very first time I went to Japan, by the way, 24, the 24 hours. And they arrived in Japan, thousands of people in the airport waiting for us, sharing. Hey, hey, and I was like <laughs> shocked. Like, what the fuck is here? What is, but, but because Vanderlei for me is a normal friend. It's a normal person. For them, you know he was I mean? like a Michael Jordan or a Mike Tyson, right? He was yeah, yeah. huge. Yeah. All the Brazilians never, were at that time. I never thought like that because I used to see Vanderlei only in the gym. I, I used to spend more time in my life inside the gym than walk on the street, probably, for sure. So I, I, I didn't walk around with Vanderlei outside of the gym. So my life with him was only in the gym. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I went to Japan. I went to Japan with him. People was calling his name on the street. We got a bus from the our, our airport to the hotel. Hundred cars behind us, coming with the lights, everything. We stopped at the hotel, Prince Hotel, close to the Tokyo Tower, uh, Tokyo Tower in Tokyo. Once we arrived there, they dropped the carpet, the red carpet for us. You know. <laughs> was, wow. Uh, no, no, no. I was, was right. something else, like a rock star, you know, <laughs> rock and roll. It's, no, no joke. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. And for me, you know what I mean? I was like a, a, a humble guy, came from a small town. You know, I had struggled a lot in my life to get there. I didn't click anything yet. I was like, oh, man, I'm here. I didn't ask about Karakanori Gomi how his style is, who he is, anything. Just wanted to fight. I'm not tell, I don't, don't want to tell you I, I, this is uh, excuses, you know. Mm-hmm. I realized when I lost, I lost, and that's it. Anymore. And when you lost for the opponent is one thing. Once you lost to yourself is another thing. That day I can say maybe I got, I lost for both. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because he was good, but I wasn't in my prime, like the way I supposed to be. You know, my, my performance didn't work properly that day. And then, man, my life, it can go forward a little bit after that. And then after that, another history of my life, you know. And then I went back to the Fox. I was the number one in the ranking. The day for the night, the night for the another day, I was in the bottom, very bottom, again. And I had to... 
I had to sort of, I had how to to rise up again, like a phoenix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I had to start from the beginning again. Like you think how my mind was. I, one day I was a star. Another day people was judging me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because this is the contrast was too much. You know, like so that time man my life went down i started to lost to lose a lot of fights you know i started to go for i started to party to drink a lot yeah uh, i was i was going for another road i i, I switched it the devil took me to the other side looks like you know what i mean It's, man, it's hard to tell were, you like were oh. you doing that by yourself or were your teammates doing that as well were you getting caught up in the like that the team aspect and they were also doing that or that you just kind of went off on your own no no no, no. they freeze me that's why they freeze me really bad they took me to the corner and then they start to tell me oh jake's so gonna fight this and that guy and i fought back again in his smaller tournament They offer me a month, like let's say one amount of money. At the end, they, they they gave me half of that money they offered me, and I had to pay my rent. I had to pay my food. I could not even pay my rent the money they gave me. And they said that I should I I draw the fight after after Friday I draw my fight, and he said you're supposed to win. So you don't deserve the entire money. I'm gonna give you half. And what I'm gonna say? I have to hold it. Otherwise I have nowhere to go. You know? And then I held the money. I went back home and I started to think, man, they wanna take me out, I think. But it's okay. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna continue, I'm gonna keep going. But as I told you, there in shoot the box that time, I had a lot of guys training there. But the main guy, the, 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 let's say, the official team, I was the official team. And to be the, in the official team, you're supposed to be, to, you're supposed to show your heart a lot in the ring. I, and I did. And a lot of guys behind who was trying to become the official, uh, the official They want your spot. They, yes, they start to push me to the party a lot with them. Ah, uh, okay. And you know what I mean? A rave, a rave party, three days in I don't know anything about that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Nowadays, I'm really this is my 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 background It's done already. Not keep, keep this has to be an example for those people who want to hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't repeat. Absolutely. Yeah. That's valuable. So so when when do you realize? Okay, I'm going to make this transition into just jiu-jitsu. And how do you wind up in the United States? Tell me tell me about that part of your your journey and your path. In, in, so, uh, and then I left to the box. Let's say, let's go forward up to the box. Everything started to go, go wrong to my side there. And then I went back to my hometown with my parents' house. Oh my God, it was a nightmare, <laughs> man, you know what I mean? How old are you at that point? How, how, what, what age are you when that happens? 20, I fought in Pride with 23. Okay. And then this time I was 25, one year later. Okay. Uh, I was the one of the youngest fighters in Pride, me and Shogun. 
And then after that, I went back to my hometown. I know the, the guys, the, the, the political guys in my town. I started to be, to make my own tournament called was Paraguay fight. By the way, John Lineker was my student. Nowadays he was in UFC, yeah. now he's in UFC. He has a belt there. Mm -hmm. Has some more guys that I drove, I drove them to the to the world, you know, in my tournament. And after that, but my seat was too small for me because in my mind I want to learn more. I want to become, I want to learn. I, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm addicted. I want to, I want to learn. I want to improve every day. If I don't train one day, it seems like I'm a regret. I'm going down. You know, I'm, my mind goes crazy. I need to keep going. And then I told to, and then my, my parents, I was, nah, I need to work, stop it, this and that, this and that. And I wasn't making a lot of money in my tournament. Because I used to pay the, by the way, I used to promote my friends only, only by my will, with no money back. The only money I used to make to sell the ticket, I used to pay the fighters. Sometimes I could not even pay them properly because there wasn't that much people that supposed to, to, to have. And then I started to, I did a five edition of my tournament. And then after that, I said, I told to myself, no, I have to go for somebody else to teach me Jiu-Jitsu. And Curitiba, nobody, after Renato, also my Renato went to West, nobody else that had his level. And then what I did, I went to Sao Paulo, like 200 miles from my town. Same thing, by myself, one bag, only one bag, two clothes and my gear, that's it. And then I went there. I went there to Barbosa's gym. Have you heard of Mark Barbosa? I know. I've heard the name Barbosa, but not Mark. Marco, I've heard that's in Barbosa. Mark Barbosa, by the way, is the Murilo Santana's coach. Okay. In Brazil. He's okay. Head. Your he's coach's head. coach. Yes. And then he was, and he was on of the best. He beat Ryder, Ryder Grace, just for you have an idea. Oh, okay. In, wow. In Brazil. That's why he became really famous. And they started to train under him. And then after that, I trained under him by three, I think the first three years. And then I met a guy from South Africa. And then in Barbosa's gym. And then, man, crazy life. I told him like that, but I'm surfer. And he used to live in a place that is a lot, he used to have, a, still have a lot of waves there. And I told him, look, if you make a seminar for me there, I can, I don't, I don't want to just be ticket. I don't want to, I want a place to sleep, to, uh, to eat. I want to surf one week and then I'm going to go back. And then he said, I know somebody there because you no, know, like this guy went to Brazil to train because he was selected to go to Abu Dhabi. And in South Africa, that time, 2010, 2011, something like that, had anybody, uh, had no black belt in the entire 10th country. And he said, that's why I came to Brazil, but there is no black belt. If you go there, you're going to be like a king there because nobody knows you. It's. And he, make me, he made me the contact and then I went there and they're supposed to be, to stay there for one week. And by the way, I spent three years there. <laughs> <laughs> you never left. Nice. And then, no, and then I went there. I was supposed to go back in another week, but the interesting thing is, I didn't know about MMA there, anything about that. I just went there to show my jiu-jitsu, to do my jiu-jitsu and have some fun, you know. Sir, that's it. 
And then, man, the, the, uh, the time, uh, like two days before, and I was training one guy who's supposed to fight MMA. And, but I didn't know that. And then he said, oh, look, my student going to fight MMA. Can you help him out about this and that? The guy gonna, he's going to fight against. He knows a lot of football plata. He needs some escapes. And they trained this guy. I trained this guy a lot of stuff, this and that. And then he went to fight. That was in his card. He got pitched for a stupid guy. Like, oh, my God. I did even like this. And I was shy for him. <laughs> and then, okay. <laughs> and then, okay, all right. And then I went back to there. I, I, this day was in Johannesburg. And there was in Cape Town. Okay, extremely south. And then the guy told me, the, this guy that I was there teaching his gym, uh, Mike, his name. Do you want to fight EXC? EXC Africa is a big tournament in Africa. And then I said, I need to go back to Brazil. I, have, I, I teach there. I make some money there, this and that. But how going to work this? And he said, I can help you out. It's a sponsor, food, this and that. If you win there, you can have bad boy sponsorship for you, this and that. The thing is going to change. And I said, look, I'm going to ask somebody to hold my class there. I'm going to do it. And because I never run away from a fight. I prefer to fight and lose than say not to a, to a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, the way I was before. Today, if you want to fight, me, I don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> and then and then I fought this tournament. And then they 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 matched me against the pioneer there. The big guy there. But they didn't let me go to lightweight. I supposed to fight. They all used to want to fight here. Gonna be a welterweight. And they said, "I never give a shit for the weight, you know. Let's do it." And then I fought this guy. I got submission of the night. I, I kimura him the first round. I did a kimura from the guard. And then I supposed to go back, right? And then the, the matchmaker of the tournament. Told me, uh, offered me, offered me three fights in a row, and then man, I had to give up my gym, Brazil, everything. Like, no, my gym. I used to teach some somebody's gym there. And then I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get this fucking belt, and then I'm gonna go back home afterwards. And then what happened? I did it another fight, and then the, the first guy was a. Uh, striking striker and they submit him the second guy was james rennie he, he had eight fights uh, he won by submission all them and he was welterweight he used to come down so heavy i was my i was way lower way lower than my own weight and then i fought this guy or oh, i has another history by the way in with this guy i i was eating i don't i don't eat uh, bullshit by the way before the fight this day I got a lot of McDonald's chips Coke, just to message <laughs> that fight, you know and then everybody was there I, I went in with the Coke or the McDonald's in my hand <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't hit even my own weight just for you to know my own weight I could not hit with the McDonald's in my hand everything and then okay that, okay I faced the guy and he was Another day, the guys a lot of you know sorrow, you know a lot of stuff afterwards because he was uh, most pissed off because he lost so much weight. And I was eating my my fries in front of him, drink my coke and bite my McDonald's. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I want This was just something to mess his mind, wasn't? That was your version years. of the magazine. 
Like the guy yeah. messed with you with the magazine? <laughs> you know how, how it is. My, my credential was already. And then, man, I found this guy. And then submitted him. I did, I did him a rear deck choke by two minutes as well. The first round. And then once I beat him, I I I, I came up in the ring. I did it. I, I came up. I did this. I did it like this. Oh. And then, and then <laughs> I, I looked to the matchmaker outside of the fence. I I did it like this. The signal signal of the belt. Like the fucking belt. I thought. And then the guy matched me up with the belt afterwards. And this guy had like nine fights in a row. Oh no, and submission. Big dollar nine job. or ninety? Nine, you said nine. Nine, nine, nine. 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 Oh, okay. And then everybody was saying, "Oh, this Brazilian guy coming here. He does just did two fights and he's going to the belt already." But I beat the already, but their their fight wasn't that exp expressive fight you know what i mean yeah like the way i fought uh, the way i fought these guys I, i made the fight looks easy you know was like oh. we lost yeah, I do a presentation oh. today. <laughs> But, you know so that's they so get yeah that's the way they go oh, what the fuck yeah and they're okay And they fought against the belt guy, the the, the 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 champion, and they knock him out in the round no, round number four, and they got the belt. And then I'm gonna tell you, my life changed, It changed completely. So and you're in I South Africa, three fights in, and you already have the belt. And then I got the belt before one year. Like I wow. did it, yes, ten months I got the belt. And I jumped over the, a lot of guys was fighting there. More than eight fights, they could not go to the belt at that time. But I, I, you know, because I told them, I, be, I already beat the main guy. When I beat me, somebody else, I can beat. I don't care, but it's better for you guys to take me to the belt already because the only way we can have some fun. Otherwise, I, I, I told the guys, bummers, and they got mad with me, but I like to make noise, you know, make, make some more money. And then I did that. And then I said, okay. And then I beat this guy. And then after that, I mean, oh my God. Everybody was like, want to kill me. Like after that, they like, because the way I fought the champion, I me tell you, I fought four rounds. He didn't touch me once. He just, my, my eyes stretched a little bit because I, I, I put him against the cage. I was trying to take him down, but I felt his strength was very strong. And I said, I don't want to go down with this guy. If I do something wrong here, gonna be in bad spot. I'm gonna fight standing with this guy. But my game, my game plan was to take him down, but I switched my game plan the time I put him in defense the first round. I realized like this guy was strong. I wasn't, I, I got his, His hip here was going. I was trying to, do, to get my leg to cross my leg under his leg, but I could not move his leg. And then he was very strong. And then I was breaking my grip by myself because I was holding him so long. And then I said, No, 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 I don't want to be here. I come. I asked him to the middle, I come. And then I start to fight with him. I start to 
I, I saw my leverage, you know what I mean? I saw like he was, my timing was way forward. Like I was punching him, he like, he was doing this to see me where I was, like too far. <laughs> and then was the first fight live in the entire country. And for me to sell my sponsor, I told the guys that, uh, because the first round I beat him so bad, I supposed to knock him out anytime I want. But I told you for my manager, I want to get more, I want to spend more time in live TV. You know what I mean? And then I told him to my manager, I don't want to knock this guy now. Now he was mad. No, please knock this guy out. <laughs> and I told, I told even him, go back, try to bat me. I'm talking about during the round, the rest round. For another round, I was talking like that with my corner. I told my corner. Go put some money on, on me that I'm gonna beat this guy in round number four. <laughs> <laughs> the magazine. <laughs> yeah, and then man, the interesting thing is I knocked him out the number four. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, then the, the first round, the I I I imitate like a monkey because I did a lot of bullshit in the fight during the fight. You know, like, <laughs> This magazine stuff. Yeah. And, <laughs> My producer said the same thing a minute ago. Is it your magazine? <laughs> That's yeah, going to be coming yeah. soon. And, and then I got the belt. And then my life changed a little bit more. And then I lost my belt. Mm. <laughs> and then I went back to Brazil again. Once I came back to Brazil, and then now I'm going to come the part to ask about how I ended up here in America. Once I was in South Africa, one guy there, as a shake guy, he was watching me because my fight was live in, in the entire country. And he, he did invite me to teach uh, Jiu Jitsu in, in, the, in Abu Dhabi, in a military base. And then I had to do an, inter an interview in Brazil. And then I went, I went out from Africa to Brazil. I did that interview. No, no. I went back to Brazil. And then I supposed to do the interview to go through Abu Dhabi to teach Jiu-Jitsu there. But by the way, I met my wife those days there in Brazil. And this short time I had in Brazil, I was supposed to go to Brazil, spend like one month there, and then go to Abu Dhabi. And then once I came to Brazil, I went back to Brazil. I was in a small island there surfing i was helping my friend in his hotel there and i was and then i met my wife in this hotel and then i switched my mind i don't want to go to abu dhabi anymore you know i want to go for somewhere else but i could not see in brazil because that time you know man i think big i don't think small i'm the, this thing i'm this kind of person i don't think small i think big i don't you know you, I think we need to think like to make something happen to your life. We need to, you cannot think small, you know what I mean? And then I don't know, I want to go to America. I want to go there. And then I called my friend, his name is Nino Chambri. Have you heard about him? No. Nino, Nino Chambri is a guy that beat Sakuraba in Japan, in Pride. And he, in the 90s, he was considered uh, Ricks and Grace in Ninex in Brazil, in Jiu Jitsu he was really famous because he, the king of Omoplata submission, he's crazy how good he is. 
and he has his own gym in California. And I called him and I said, look, you know, uh, I'm, I, I, I start to learn English. I'm still learning. And I think I, I have enough English to teach Jiu-Jitsu. So if you know some place, somebody else there for me to go, I can go. And I'm able, I'm available. And then he said, all right, guys, Jason, give me some days that I'm going to call you back. And then he called me back. And he said, look, I have a guy here. He's my student. He used to come here to California to train under with me. He has his own plane, everything. He wants somebody to teach him on his own gym. Only for him. Thank you, guys. I want to teach. White uh, belts, huh? You, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then, and then, you know, Chambers drove me to this guy and they came to Grand Rapids. But I supposed to teach only him because he's a millionaire guy. You know what I mean? Like I supposed to, my contract was by three years. And I told him, look, man, I, I, I think I'm going to save some money. And uh, I don't want to. You know, because I don't think you're gonna stay here. Because you wanna teach me, uh, you you want me to teach only you. I know I have no good money to do that, but I did some. I think I need to teach more people. I came to this life to help people. No, only one person. I'm not selfish. It's not only about money. You know what I mean? Life is about a lot of things, and I think God drove me for this sport because because this sport. I can tell you, change my personality, you know, the way I was before and then afterwards, the way it became. And I know how good Jiu-Jitsu is for, for people, you know, to get better outside of the mat. And I told this guy, I like you a lot. I like everything you offered me here, but I don't think I'm going to be able to teach you forever here. And he said, okay, let's open the gym for everybody else. Oh, wow. And he opened the, yes, and he opened the gym for everybody else. And then COVID, no, 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 they, they came to West, they opened his gym for everybody else start to teach, and then COVID came and broke down everything. And then I lost my job. <laughs> and then what I happened, and then I happened, and then once COVID came, I, I had three, four years here in America already. And they had some credit, bank, everything. And then the COVID came, I opened my own gym. Amen. Now I'm here. <laughs> I'm still here. So wow. you, you opened during COVID or did you just, you opened after you became a unity, a, a uh, unity, uh, no, affiliate? first it was, first COVID came, uh, everybody like New York was empty, like a city. I was coming here to train with only for our members here, only mm -hmm. for the fighters. And we didn't know what's supposed to happen afterwards. Everybody was in bad spot. Yeah. Every single, he didn't know what to do. And then they we said, let's train. What do we have here? Let's keep going. And then we train and train and train here this time. And then I went back to Grand Rapids afterwards. I gave my apartment back. I gave my car back. Everything I had there. I was, and then I started to teach in a gym from a friend of a student of mine. Small gym. He had opened his gym there in Muskegon. But, and then I went there to teach him this gym. But this gym wasn't work properly because small gym, the, the 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 money there wasn't that much for people to train jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? But I tried, I tried my best to make this gym work. 
and didn't work. And then I came back to Grand Rapids. That's 50 miles from Muskegon. And yeah. then I thought, now I have, because my wife was in Brazil this time, was stuck in Brazil because nobody could come in. And then I could not live the, with the amount of money I had with, uh, in another gym. And then I said, now I have enough, like, enough credit. I can you know, have some money for the bank, buy some meds, rent some spot, and try, try what I have left, you know what I mean? Uh, and then I came back. I came back to Grand Rapids, and then my former student came back, and then my kids' program started going on. And thanks God, those days, success, you know? That's Plenty great. of people. Yep, I haven't, every single month is just increase. Like a lot of kids, I teach a lot of kids. My number, my, the, most, the, most stu- the most students I have is uh, kids. I have oh, wow. kids' program, homeschool home program. And it's going on right now. Really yeah. nice. It, it, it's uh, I I know from just my the gym that I train in. We have a huge kids program, and focusing on the kids program are your your teenagers and adults later. You know, so if you can, if those kids stay with you, those turn into that's going to turn into your adult program. Uh, I, I see it at my school. We have I've been there five years, six years now, and the little kid, you know, six years. The kid was twelve. He's eighteen now. He's training with the adults. And we have a very, very powerful, you know, kids to adult program now. You know, the girls, guys, you know, so it's uh, it's nice to see you. It, it, it's good to focus on that. You focus on the kids, they become, you know, they stay, they have to go, right? Parents aren't going to let them quit, not most of the time. They're going to have to go. Adults tend to quit. They get, uh, I heard this, I heard that. They quit, you lose them. It's hard to invest in the, in the adults sometimes because, they're, you know, you're going to lose them at some point, you know? And the interesting part is like in US, in the place I am there in Cascade area in Grand Rapids, is the main place in the entire country here in the US that is homeschool program. The okay. most homeschool program in there. Okay. So, so I got like kind of like look a little luck a little bit, you know. Yeah. So what do they do? They so you you do they come and, and study in the in the gym? when you they're homeschooled, but then they come to you for jujitsu. Yes. Do you have a program where they can come and do like homework and stuff like that, like an after-school care? No, okay. yet. Okay. But we are we are already planning for that. You know, okay. we're gonna have summer summer camp as well for okay. the kids. It's a whole day long in the summer, and is because I opened my gym like five five months ago, so okay. I'm still in process to, okay. to to improve something to update wow. things. You know what I mean? More That's ideas. Great. That's and great, man. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I have some kids that became a state champion wrestling, training jiu-jitsu under me before they were. It. They yeah. could not. They started 11 years old with me. Nowadays, he's 19. He's state champion. And wow. what he says is that jiu-jitsu have helped him a lot in wrestling because, you, because jiu-jitsu, we work with our legs and our foot as we work with our hands. And the wrestling, they work from the hip to above, from the core to the side. They don't work the leg that much, you know what I mean? Yeah. And once you, the guy's going to pin your back and mat, you you know, you just teach you some sweeps, like butterfly sweep that helps you, you know, your mobility and also your mindset. Because wrestling, you need to go <laughs> crazy, you cannot stop explosion. 
In jiu-jitsu, you need to take it easy. You need to control your heart to be able to think. If your heart goes too fast, there is no, your your circulation, blood circulation gets stuck. It goes too fast. And then if it gets stuck, it doesn't send air to your brain. So you don't think. You become dumb. You don't get smart. So in jiu-jitsu, you learn how to control your breath, control your heart to go slow and send air to your brain to make you smarter, you know? And the combination with wrestling is a good combination because you have to to be a class, you know, to mix it. Yeah. It's very helpful as well. What what age do you start the kids at? What's your what are your your youngest class? Three three years old. Two really? no, I have one just the, the youngest is three, three years, three wow. years old. That's hard. It's hard teaching a three-year-old. You know what? Was it more playful? No, the way I do actually, I do a lot of games with them, but at the same time they are learning jujitsu. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Some games that are gonna improve their motor coordination. You know, I talk about about respect. I talk about friendship. I talk like what jujitsu is like. Truly, it's not only about takedowns, not about Kimura, it's not about take the uh, bars. It's more than that. So that's what I try to tell them, you know. Uh, like right, I try to, to drive them for the how it is, how yeah. it real is. And the parents just love it because I had I have some kids that used to be a troublemaker, and after a while, like they started training with me, they their parents were in, in love, like man, you you change my kids. You change my life. You know, jujitsu, man. It's, that's yeah. That's what happens. Jujitsu change lives. You gotta, for you, sure, man. you know, one of the things again at at the gym that I that I train in, the parents come or the kids come in. The parents bring the kids in, and then the coaches do a really good job of recruiting the parents to train. And yeah, right. you know, we have on uh, we call our open mats on the weekends family family day, family jujitsu. Cause there's so many, it's the parents come with two or three kids and the kids go on one side of the mat, the adults are on the other side. And so mom is training, dad is training, you know, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a great way to build a gym. You build it around the kids again. You know, uh, I, I said before, like, it's hard to keep the parents on the mat sometimes because if they get hurt, they tend to, they tend to be the ones that would quit, but getting them on the mat, you know, after the kids and they, you know, that becomes a family thing, you know. It's like a atmosphere, you know, like changes, change, change everything. And they mostly, the home, homeschool kids, they don't have that much thing to do outside of the house. You know what I mean? Their, they friends, their, their friends are from jujitsu probably, right? They don't. Exactly. Uh, Some of the family, even the parents as well, they don't, let's say, the mom, the parents just stay home after work and they take care of the kids and they stay in the house and watch TV and this and that. Once they go for jujitsu gym. They start to talk to other parents, you know, they start yeah. to do social, social life, you know what I mean? Start to, to make friends, go for each other's houses and this and that. So they, it's, they becomes a community. Exactly. Yeah. It's change everything. Yeah. Again, I see that. Can, we see that at our gym. We, we see that uh, we have a, a very strong female program because it's, we have a husband and wife black belt team. So we, the, the women's program is very strong in the gym, the girls and the women's program. And most nights we train separately and sometimes we yep. train together. But because of that, women feel more comfortable that my, you know, 
my big fat ass isn't going to be laying on top of a 130-pound woman or a 100-pound woman. You know, they, they don't have to worry about that. They can feel comfortable training. Yeah. But if they want to come train with us, they're always welcome. I, I almost never ask a woman to train. I let If they want to, uh, you know, roll with me, I let them ask me. One, one nice thing for me to say, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. I have some autistic kids okay. in my gym. Okay. You know? And if some parents of autistic, autistic kids gonna see us, you're going to watch us. Yeah. I, I, I would like to tell them that to put their kids in the, in the in jiu-jitsu, you know, because the parents, they say, because it depends, like some kids doesn't like to get touched, mm -hmm. some kids doesn't have their own world, you know what I mean? So it has some different type of autism. And what his mom told me, like he started to, he changed it. He, he became another kid. He, he started to socialize with every other kids, you know what I mean? He started to get touched more, yeah. get hurt, shake the hand, the things that the parents never did that much. And then now they start to get more, together you know my more involved with the kids and also yeah so i think and they they, they are smart and man man they are so smart and believable the way they are they're they that's special that they yeah. say they're special they are really special you know what i mean and the big heart all them you know don't have any uh, they are not mean you know what i mean yeah. they are pure you know yeah. they are innocent you know what i mean the way they are like some of them like to make a noise jump around but at the end they are they are the coolest kids ever you know what i mean i want to if it, some people have some you know things about against this kind of kids don't do that yeah you know they they are not like that they are they are sweet yeah. they are really sweet so we're going to, I'm going to let you go. I want to first say thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Do you want it? Do you have any sponsor, anybody that you want to shout out or say hello to before we let you go? No, actually, I don't have a sponsor man, that, that sponsor me. Yeah. My <laughs> own sponsor right now at the moment. And I think the only person I have to, give a shout out is for Murilo Santana of the gym here. He opened the door for me. He's a good friend of mine. And my whole teammates that helped me out now for my competition and my students that the passions that they, they have right now to wait for me there. I know it's not easy. A lot of yeah. the students doesn't go to the gym with often if I'm not there. And I want to like thank you guys as well, you know, to chat with you guys a little bit about my journey. We appreciate it. My love, this is one thing that I love to do, and I love to share my history with everybody else. That's a great story, man. It's a great story. So I have one last question for you. We ask everybody, we at very least ask this one question at the very end. There's always a very divisive question. Do you or do you not wash your jujitsu belt? I don't. <laughs> Why? Why don't you wash your jujitsu belt? Because the meaning of the colors is dirty. That's why it starts white and then blue and then purple and then brown and then black. And after black, it becomes red because it's your blood. Okay. I don't know if you uh. know that. So that is the meaning of the belt. So if you wash your belt, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Because... You, <laughs> 
is there to get dirty. You know, that's how you do it. Okay. Uh, I, I'm a belt washer. I, I do wash my belt. It's 50-50. It's a, the, the reason that you just gave, it's the first time anybody's given that reason or explained it to us like that. And also, I have something with my belt, you know, like I don't drop my belt on the mat. I just hang my belt in the top every time. If you're going to take my belt out, I have to hang my belt. If somebody stomp on my belt, it's a well thank you again professor for joining us like i said before hold on one second we're going to take some pictures with you but thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it we're going to put this out next week i'll tag you i'll let you know that it's coming out uh and i've got some stuff for you uh if you could do me a favor text me your mailing address we're going to send you some gifts from the show okay oh appreciate that all right thank you very much thank you so much stay right there we'll be right back everybody Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. All of us here at the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to thank the entire crew over at Flow & Roll for their tremendous support. They're renowned for their incredible t-shirt designs, and they've got something for everyone. Flow & Roll quickly rose up to become the premier custom apparel provider for academies, big or small, throughout the United States. Shoot them an email about your custom order, flowenroll at gmail.com, and they'll be more than happy to get you hooked up. Check them out on Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll for samples of their gi and no gi kits. They conveniently offer flexible payment options too. Head over to flowenroll.com for more details, and while you're there, pick up a Jujitsu Dummy signature tee, now exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your online purchase of t shirts, rash guards, or gis with code. JJD. Special thanks to George Hernandez, Claims Adjuster. If you experience damage in your residential or commercial property in the states of Florida or Texas from flood or fire, storms, theft and vandalism, even sinkholes, just to name a few, don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at HernandezClaims. Wow, man. What a story, right? Yeah, holy that cow. guy is, uh, he's been through the ringer. And he's been doing this his whole life, literally, like since he was a kid. Yeah, five years old, man. He got started in martial arts. That's crazy. Um, but, but it's pretty wild how, how like... Uh, traveled the world, traveled back the and world, forth, go back home. That whole, that whole first part of his life was literally like he wanted it so bad. And it was almost like the universe was conspiring against him to to get him out of it. And he just pushed and oh, pushed and pushed. So, you know, really I, I think we have the same kind of mindset with like kind of the universe. Like, uh, you know, people, I would say like I'm more of a spiritual person and I, you know, I say things like the universe instead of God. That's kind of the way I talk. I'm not going to put you in that same category. I do the same, but I thing. Feel I do like, the same thing. I feel like if you're a good person, I think that 
the universe pushed him down that road. He wasn't supposed to go where he may really wanted to go, like be a UFC champion or a Pride World champion. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't his path. Him in the, his path yeah, is yeah. having a gym, teaching kids jujitsu. You, did you see him light up when he was talking about training kids? Absolutely. His demeanor. And, and the, I mean, the, he had a great demeanor throughout the episode. The autistic but, kids, too. I mean, did you see how that, he, he's, he's really yeah. fulfilled by this. Yeah. And he even said it uh, with the millionaire guy. Maybe train, you know, why train yeah. one guy? Yes, it's good money, but you're not really fulfilling what you wanted to do. It feels like from the way he just said it, that what that is his path. And he's relative, you know, his, his gym, his unity out in, uh, in, in Michigan is, is relatively new, but that's his path. And I know that people don't always like to hear that, but yeah, I but say he, like, all the bad things that have happened to me in my life, character, like, like led me to this. I'm happiest. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Everything led me to this moment, me sitting right here, heart attack, car accident, like all that stuff that happened to me. Life lessons, man. Yeah. And the thing is that you learn from them yeah. and you put them to use. And yeah. that's that seems to be what he did. But and this was maybe the universe was telling him this is your path. But he needed to do all those things. Now he gets to impart those experiences on those kids. You, when you somebody see, comes to him one day and says, hey, coach, I want to be in the UFC, he's going to say, look, boom. have a seat. <laughs> And, and the Sit fact, down, let's uh, talk. Who was it that, that helped him? He said that helped him at, at, at one point. He was... Uh, one of his coaches. He was saying yeah, one, one of his, of his coaches. coaches. If that guy didn't do that for him, yeah, that's, that would have been the end of his career. Yeah. So it's amazing. Like he's He's been put in the position to return it because it's almost like the universe knew his yeah. character had built up to that point where... If he's put into the position of doing the same thing that was done for him, he'll do it. Yeah, I, so I, and that's value. That's value. That's character, man. See, I, Very I like, cool I guy. like. You know, we love talking about that. Yeah. I like talking about that because I had the "oh, woe is me" mindset. Yeah. Me too. You remember when me I had too. the when I had the car accident? I remember I when, still do people it when I'm would, alone, <laughs> when, people, I, when somebody introduced me to the secret and I'm not saying you have to read that or watch the movie, whatever. When somebody introduced me to that and gave me the DVD to watch, it was just an hour, like a summary of the book. And I watched that and it was talking about like, you're going to get back what you put out. Right. Why are assholes always friends? <laughs> Why are nice people like birds of a feather flock together, right? It's the same, same thing. Same energies, right? When I when I when people used to call me and be like, Hey Milt, how you doing? You know, like checking in on me. I used to be like, Oh man, you know, life sucks. I yeah, lost my yeah. license, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I would go through wow, all wow, the shit wow. that happened to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Guess what? People stopped calling and asking me how I was doing because they didn't want to hear it. They had their own lives. Versus, hey man, yeah, you know, it sucks. Lost my license, but you know what? I opened up a business. That's where you and I used to work together before this. I opened up a business, got a marketing company off the yep. ground. My first marketing company that I had for eight years before I went to, you know, I moved to a bigger company. Um, like if it wasn't for those things, those things wouldn't happen. But I was, if I, I could have gone at that a whole different route, I could have been like, you know, it sucks that I had the accident, but I'm not going to let this hold me down and been so positive right. that they would have been like, come on, let me pick you up for lunch. And no, like, you, you know, you kind of know who your friends are after. People stopped calling and and friends went away, but I blame myself for that. I was just the negative Nelly. I was just every time somebody called me, I thought when you know when somebody says, "Hey, how you doing?" and you know most people are just expecting you to go, "Yeah, pretty good. How are you? How are you?" Right. When somebody would ask me how I was doing, I'd be like, "Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. this and that." No, they don't want to. They didn't want to hear that. And it's like good friends would like let you vent, but 
you can only vent so much and have so much of the yeah, same like it's, oh, it, it, no, story it gets every time they call. It gets tiresome for them. Yeah. And it's just not good energy. Yeah. Well, so that turned me around. So like when I say, if you're a good person, you're doing good things. I believe a, like a good path. Like, you know, the whole nice guys finish last. I don't believe in that. I believe that if you do good things, no matter what you've done in the past, if you start to, you know, get yourself on the straight and narrow, you're going, the world is going to take care of you that because nice you're going guys, to attract people like that, that yeah, are that, like that, that. That nice guys finish last yeah. bullshit is, is like the school sucks concept. You yeah. know, these people put these ideas into, into the populace yeah. and people latch on to these. And who is it? It's, it's, it's us at our weakest time. We latch on to the worst cliches. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is that if you really look, it's actually some of the nicest people that have won the biggest in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like you said, when you're at your weakest, you're kind of grasping at straws. And sometimes you look in the place blame. So sometimes you say like, oh, the world sucks. The world sucks. The world is against you, you me. You know, you bring, you bring I up have something the worst very luck. interesting. No, I, I have this conversation with my wife all the time. Like, I wake up in the morning. Okay, I wake up in the morning, I'm tired, right? So, okay, I, I work a lot, I sleep a good six hours maybe, but I wake up in the morning, open the shades, and I'm like, let's kick this day in the nuts. I'm like ready to go. I We have this awesome podcast, I have a marketing company, I just bought my new house. Like, things are good, knock on wood, hopefully. But I don't take any of that for granted. I had a heart attack five years ago. Sure. Like, I know what it's like to sit in that room. And again, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. When I had the heart attack and my whole family came, I felt so bad that they all had to worry about me, that I was like smiling and trying to crack jokes. I wasn't like falling on the ground like, oh, I'm ready to die. Right. I had this heart attack. I had chest pains. I went, they put in the stints, you know, over two days put in stints. But I was like trying to make everybody feel good and like, don't worry, I'm fine. This is nothing, you know, making yeah, jokes and, and smiling. But, yeah. you know, again, you come back from something like that and you, and you go like, if my, the conversation with my wife was a little bit talking about like, I'm going to live my best life, like the kids say, right? I'm going to live my best life because I know what, what could possibly happen. And I'm not going to die going, I wish I could have done this and I wish I would have done that. I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about my work. I'm passionate. I love jujitsu and I love talking about it. So I'm doing something that fulfills me. I'm, I like to travel and do that stuff. That's great. But I love to train jujitsu. I love to talk about jujitsu. I love hang, coming here to hang out. This is like my, this is like my, of the seven days a week that I work, this is like, Maybe my day off, but this is still work. But well, you, you know, know, you in, in talking about this this automatic desire to blame something yeah. for what's going on, what's not working out in your life, this is very common. But it's this realization that it's yourself. This is the hardest thing for people to do is looking at themselves. Yeah, looking at themselves. Scary critically. sometimes. It's scary well, it's, sometimes to look at yourself. You're like because the thing is this. You know why it's scary? I figured this out. I'm going to Jordan Peterson uh -oh. myself here. When the image we have in our heads of who we are is blameless. And when you suddenly have to look at yourself for who you really are, you're going to see the ugly as well. Not just yeah. the part that you fantasize that you are, but also the reality of the real ugliness. And everybody has some ugly in them. And if they don't think they have any ugly, they, they need to check themselves. And that introspect, looking at yourself critically, is so difficult to do. The crazy thing is this, that once you do it, you won't stop doing it. You realize yeah. that that holding yourself accountable is different than woe is me. It's factually saying, look, I fucked this up. I can do better. This I'm good at. 
I'll keep it. Yeah. I'll fix what's broken, keep what's what's working, you know? And when people finally get to do that, they step out of this out of the, and, and the, the it, biggest it opens prison. Up a place for you to, to be able to work on yourself. Well, it gets you right? out of the biggest prison of your own self-doubt. There's nothing worse. A hundred people can doubt you, but you know you're confident. You know what you can do. Yeah. Nobody can stop you. Yeah. But when you doubt yourself, you're frozen, man. You know, I, yeah, you, it, you're making me think about, um, what, what do they call it? Like um, in, uh, imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome. Imposter yes. syndrome. Yes. Where you feel like I'm not like really me. <laughs> like I'm we're, we have we have a successful podcast. Do you ever look at yourself like this is crazy? Like who Manscaped, is this guy? all these sponsors, people come and support the show. Like you know some of the things that are going on behind the scenes. Well, that we've I've been done I've about. done shrooms, so I'm totally in touch with myself. <laughs> you know? do, I mean, do you ever do that in the context of the podcast? Like, holy crap, we've got this really like. This was some crazy idea Milton called me about. Do you do you have No, I don't I, have I, don't, that I have it I have bit. it I have it in in a different way because I've already gotten over this concept of being like you know we were talking before about a certain sponsor and we we're like you, you know is can you believe this? Of course I can because mm -hmm. this is what we're after. This is yeah. what we're looking to do. So if we don't if we have that attitude of being amazed at the positive things as a result of doing positive so things, let, let's say, let, then, let, then let's it say kills it, the let, energy. Let's it say the way I energy. said it to you, I'm like, I went and said, can you believe that this company is sponsoring the podcast? And you were like, yeah, 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 I can. <laughs> and I go, you, you okay. So you, you made me go, you know what? You're right. But I mean, we, we did think that we'd have big sponsors one day. Cause we that did. That doesn't mean we I'm were, not grateful. And like, you know, we were well received from the beginning. Right. Like, we had conversations like, well, people are actually listening yeah, we to us, yeah, right? We, really we were did. well received from the beginning. It was a good thing. But I don't think that we ever thought that somebody was going to come knocking on our door and say, yes, hey, yes, we, that's, that, that's what's, what's kind of that's weird. That's probably what, yeah. why it's surprising because yeah. you would have yeah. imagined that we would be doing a lot like, of phone calls and please knocking. Please give and us some yeah. money to do this show. <laughs> so well, we've been lucky. We're blessed. And uh, uh, with that being said, let's shout out some of our other. Uh, supporters, our Patreon podcast patrons, Woo! including gym sponsors, Carlson Gracie Winterhaven in Winterhaven, Florida. Uh, you can check out their website at cgwinterhaven.com and on Instagram at Carlson Gracie underscore Winterhaven. Carlson Gracie Broward County in North Lauderdale as well, down here in Florida, down in South Florida. Carlson Gracie Broward County.com and at Carlson Gracie Broward County on IG. Uh, John Way Martial Arts. I every time I see John Way, I'm like, I see the value of kung fu in stand up and jujitsu. I don't know that other people see it. The, you know, the I kind of see it as hand fighting, mm -hmm. like that part. I really do want to learn. I'm just like I need to Wing, get in there Wing one day. Wing Chun. Wing yes, Chun. yeah. Well, it's yeah, kung love fu. To learn. Well, he's got. I get it's Wing Chun and kung fu. I, I, yeah. I guess I don't really necessarily understand the it's distinction. The hand thing right? is the Wing Wing Chun. Right. So like I see the value in that. So every time I see him, I'm always like, man, I got to get to a class. I got to yeah, get over there yeah. because that hand fighting, not even from the the standing, but when you're on your back, when I said it to John, when he was on the show, like I really see value in that even from like the ground. And he was just like, I got to work on some like classes about like, he, it was like, it went off for him. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the, the black or you the got brown his belt gears going. or he's a black belt in jujitsu now, but he's been doing this for years. And he was just like, oh, well, you're kind of right. Like, even the light went off for him. But I, I see him all the time, and I'm like, you know, I see him online all the time, and I'm like, I really see where, 
you know, like we do a lot of hand fighting and like my, at my school, like we do a lot of hand fighting that leads to like wrist locks. Wrist, right, right. And I, th- and I see some value in learning how they move their hands. Even if I'm laying on my back for like, you know, like, in a what I would call a closed guard. Like if I had somebody in my closed right. guard, I'm holding them with my legs and, and then I'm, you know, fighting with them. I see the value or I see how that leads to submission in our world. Right. So I'm really curious about being able about, to move someone's hands away or doing yeah, the way, you know, and it's fast movements. And, you yep. know, again, I, I watch a lot of his stuff for Roberto Santiago, who we're going to shout out as well. He, he trains there. So I follow him. I follow John way right, and, right. I, and I see them training and I'm always looking at it going, I see that value in, in grabbing somebody's gi or if I'm there, I get taken down or I pull guard. And being able to manipulate their hands to where I want them to be. This is know? why I like mixed martial arts as a concept yeah. because it takes the. But jujitsu is of- still the best art, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. JohnWayMartialArts.com and at John Way Martial Arts on IG. Our individual podcast patrons include Jebediah Berra, Robert Walker, Frank House, Boa Athletics. You can check them out at BOA underscore athletics on IG. Jason Smiley, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago, we just mentioned. If you'd like to support the show, visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. If you join, you're automatically entered to win up to $100 in jujitsu swag every single month. Also, listeners who submit questions get put into that pool. So when we do the drawing, it's anybody who submitted a question that month. and That we use on the show. That we use on the show. Thank you for reminding me because it sounds great, right? Yeah, <laughs> like everybody, like, just yeah. put a question in and you'll and, get it. <laughs> and our, our podcast patrons, we put them into a hat, essentially, and... We'll, we do a drawing every single month. Uh, usually, uh, most of the time, right now, it's a, it's like a flow and roll gate. So uh, sometimes cool. we do a you yeah. know, mug or a podcast. That's actually gate. pretty cool, man. You get you an know, old gee for yeah as a prize. That's love. You can never have too many gees. At Jujitsu Dummies for all the ways to uh, to watch, listen, and support the show. So uh, I'm usually the person answering on the other side of there. So you're talking to me when you uh, send us a message. Thank you for all the the kind words and the um, you know. People have been congratulating us about the sponsors and things like cool. that. So thank you so thank much. You. We really appreciate it. Thank you. At Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. Can you give me a handle? At B-A-D-W-E-R-K-S. Should we give him Miguel's handle? What is it? At JJD underscore, underscore DJJ69. Bastards. Had to make it difficult. Son of a guy. Miguel will be back next week, hopefully. We've got a really cool guest for you. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Peace, love, jujitsu, baby. Oh,